So listen, man, we're sitting here with someone that I have been pretty vocal about me being a fan of. Nah. And just supporting J. Alphonse Nicholson, man. How you My doing, God, bro? I'm doing well, man. Came all the way out there to fuck with you, man. I right? see that, right? man. That's love, bro. Appreciate y'all, man. Finally Mom, here. Um, yes, sir. So, you know, I was telling Rory about, you know, sitting down and, and coming to kick it with you. And I was like, yo, this is a guy that I think is on his way to do a lot of big things. And a lot of the things that Rory and myself was known for is noticing talent yeah. early, Facts. supporting it, and then sitting back and watching it growing or something. So coming and sitting and kicking it with you was something that was on my list. I was like, I got to get sit there and, and talk with him. Yeah. So we here in L.A., man. How you feeling? Yeah, I'm feeling great, man. I'm feeling blessed. I appreciate you, brothers, man. I appreciate yeah. you. Listen, you showed up with, listen, hey, me and gotta, you locked in forever. Now, hey, this, listen, it's the way to my heart right here. Hey. I don't know if you know that. <laughs> hey, that's the way to everybody's heart, man. Right. If you didn't know that, cannabis is universal, man. So shout out to Ball Family Farms. The Fonzie is on mm -hmm. the way. Mm -hmm. I had to bless my gentleman here with some pack. We sitting, mm -hmm. smoking a little something right now. I know right. you're feeling good. We great. I'm good. This, I'm this looks like if you get pulled over, a cop hit a jackpot. Oh yeah, yeah, jackpot. <laughs> well, out here sure. is different. Yeah, yeah, out here is different. You got, I think you mm. actually ride around with yeah, up to uh, put the seatbelt on that. Yeah, yeah right. it's <laughs> good. <laughs> but this, this is just for uh, decoration. Nothing yeah, for yeah. sale. Nothing for sale. Nothing for sale. But promotional uh, material. Yeah, but shout out to Ball Family Farms and shout out to you, gentlemen, man. Like I, I was telling you off camera, bro, you've been showing love before, like. Yeah. Once, like beginning P Valley, P Valley yeah. episode one. I remember getting a follow from you. I was like, "Oh shit, homie, fucking with me." That's bet you was going through your right. That was kind of like at the top of the controversial and mm -hmm. splitting up, yeah. and you all doing your own thing. Mm -hmm. So I said, "Yo, even through the storm, he's showing love." Absolutely. And so when it came time to do the show, it's nothing. It's the same thing. You hit my line, right? Let's make it happen, bro. Yeah, I'm, glad. Yeah, I'm feeling good. Glad. Where, where does the story even start? Because when Maud hit me, North Carolina. I want to go way. from there. Yeah. Okay. And we gonna listen. We gonna smoke. Okay. We gonna talk about everything. We we can talk about what the fuck we want to talk about. Oh, that's no dope. restrictions here. Okay. We're kicking it. We're having a good time. Cause, so, Because when Maul hit me uh, about you coming on, I naturally went to like YouTube and shit to try to find interviews, podcasts, and stuff you've done just to learn a little bit more about you. And there wasn't much, which right. made me even more excited about this and wanted to get in your entire background story yeah. of, of how we even get to P-Valley no, from years prior. For sure, man. I appreciate y'all. Like I said, this, this is, the, I would say, the higher echelon of the podcast I've, I've been doing. You guys are considered sophisticated. We, and, like, we like to say Are that. we you know considered sophisticated? But, it's always good with somebody else. Yeah, Some, somebody you know, lied to you. Y'all hey, up there. Y'all doing yeah. your thing. You got plaques. You got yeah. awards. You got recognition. Yeah. Uh, you got you got your stripes in the game. And so I had to come on here and then shout out to, you know, Broccoli City, my boy yeah. Brandon mm -hmm. McKay Hearn. They've showed mad love. All the Essence, uh, you know, Shadow Act, all those it's a lot people. Of, we have a lot of people in common. A lot of we people lot in common, but this is different. Yeah. You can come on here, sit back, and yeah. do this. So Greensboro, North Carolina is, for me, the foundation of everything that I've ever done, mm -hmm. from being a drummer to, you know, being a, obviously a, a father and a husband and a son. Mm -hmm. But everything I learned from Greensboro, North Carolina, I still carry with me to this day. Mm -hmm. So um, excellence through commitment and dedication mm -hmm. is something that I learned at my high school, James B. Dudley High School. Shout out to them. All black. Mm. My middle school, all black. Probably had one or two white boys in there, but they mm. was black. They black. Yeah. <laughs> so they uh, they came off. They had black baby mamas. They got black mixed children. Now they came off. They have fades. They have right. They had corners and they cut all that. So beards now, all yeah. that. But um, Greensboro, man. So from Dudley, 
I kind of knew I was going to be an entertainer or a musician. You know, was that I, a performing arts high school? It wasn't a performing arts high school, but it could have been. Okay, mm-hmm. uh, we had a the best high step in marching band within that area. People called us like the little A&T. Okay, and then I was on, on a step team. So in the band, I played the quints. I was okay. on the drum line. Yeah, and for those who don't know what the quints are, that's the five drums mm-hmm. yep. that you carry on your shoulders. Mm-hmm. What so? What's that culture like in? You know, because we're from up north where marching bands aren't really a thing, especially in high school. Right. What, what's that culture involved? Like to us, it's, it's sports in, it's in high nuts. school. That is the, the main focus. It's nuts, man. From the, the from the band to the sports. Like my high school is really known for sports as well. Football, mm. basketball, a lot of championships. But the football, the band, a lot of people like if you're in a the band, they're like, oh, you're not cool. No, yeah. my band is the opposite. Mm. My high school. If you was in the band, you was a cool motherfucker. Yeah. So that culture is really dope. I don't know if y'all are familiar with Homecoming, Beyonce's Homecoming on Netflix. So of she course. tried to give mm-hmm. the world that type of feeling. Mm-hmm. That's a Friday night at my high school for yeah. sure. It's like beyond well, uh, Baychella, as they say. Mm. Um, but from Greensboro, I was there until high school, so about seventeen. And then I moved 45 minutes away to a city called Durham, North Carolina. Durham, shout out to Very Durham. Familiar. Shout out to Durham, North Carolina. Shout out to North Carolina Central University, mm-hmm. where I began my studies in theater there. Thought I was going to be a music major. Mm-hmm. And then uh, shout out to Karen Deacons Brock. I love you. She's a wonderful professor who came up to me and said, yo, you have a personality that needs to kind of be honed and shine. Yeah. Like, won't you audition for this play? I did, and it changed my life. So there was no theater up until uh, North Carolina Central? Yeah, church theater. That okay. was it. My mom, she wrote a whole bunch of. Um, I used to pr- pretend to pay attention to church too. Right. Yeah. So, so, was, I mom, did church theater as yeah, well. A yeah, church theater. <laughs> My mom wrote a, wrote a whole bunch of church plays, and I mm. guess I didn't realize that when I got older. I was like, oh, I've been acting. Yeah. But it was yeah. it was church plays growing up, and then I started doing like a stand up comedy when I was like seventeen, sneaking into these little clubs out in Greensboro, trying to mm. get that muscle stretched out. And uh, I said, man, maybe I can be in front of people and do this somehow. Mm-hmm. But I didn't know it was going to be theater until I got to Central. Okay. And did they have like a, a theater program? They I, did. I know it's a very musical-based school. It is. Um, jazz my, my guys, program. My guy's little brother came out of there. Oh, really? Um, Wynton Marcellus helped mm-hmm. start a program there. Legendary. Legendary. Um, shout out to Wynton Marcellus. Shout out to Wynton because he also, years later, uh, helped train me for Paradise Blue, a show that I did in New York where I had to play the trumpet. Um, oh, but so he actually trained you for that? He and another brother, <sighs> hate when I do that, it's forget okay. their names, no but he and someone else, yes, yeah. they did help me, uh, and the other gentleman spent a little more time with me, but I got to spend some time with Winton. But um, yeah, Central is a liberal arts college, so small, yeah. not really known for anything particularly. Their law program is pretty fire, a lot of people come out of that, but I went for theater, and at the time it was a small program, but we had legends like Sam Art Williams, who okay. taught there. Sam Art Williams- Fresh Prince of Bel-Air, mm-hmm. Martin Lawrence, um, a show called Home on Broadway. And so I got casted in his show, Home, mm-hmm. while I was there. And I just fell in love with storytelling from then on out. So was it, because you say uh, you didn't, when your mom was writing church plays and stuff, uh-huh. you know, growing up, we, we got to act like everything. Cops pull us over, act like we ain't got nothing on right, us. Facts. You know what I'm saying? Moms come in, act like we wasn't doing something we wasn't supposed to do. So when did it click for you with the acting thing, like, Nah, I really want to go full throttle with this acting thing. Like, all of my energy and my focus is here. Man, and so it's funny that you said that. I definitely did a, a lot of acting to get out of trouble and stuff like Absolutely. that growing up. But I didn't realize that I wanted to be a professional actor until I was about 18. 
and I had an opportunity to do a show called Caleb Calypso on the Midnight Marauders. Mm-hmm. Okay. Still to this day, one of the dopest shows I've ever done. The name itself is just fire. So shout out to Howard is Kraft. Is it the same Midnight Marauders from Tribe Called Quest? Is it like a play off of that? It's kind of because okay. he is he's a huge fan of uh, Wu Tang. So okay. he kind of that era you was be his a fan era. Of tribe. Yeah. So yeah. he was it's, it's a really a play about these these cats in the military out in Germany mm-hmm. in the early 1980s. And my character in particular is funny full circle, wanted to be a rapper, and he was trying to figure out a way to get out the military, um, you know, and and not have to go to Desert Storm. Mm-hmm. But that's when I knew I wanted to do this for a living. And one of my directors at the time, Joseph Meagle, who I consider my, uh, what's what's Mike Tyson's white homie name that kept him through everything? Costamato? Costamato. Yeah. I consider Joseph Meagle my Costamato, this young, <laughs> this, well, older now, but older Jewish cat mm-hmm. who really just gave me all the things that I, tools that I needed mm-hmm. as a storyteller. Mm-hmm. And then he said, you know, you can make a living off of doing this. It won't be easy, mm-hmm. but yeah, 18, 2008, that first play, I knew. How much uh, in that, that first production was it natural talent versus learning the actual craft mm, that's a good question brother um i was i so i did a collegiate play right and so i knew like upstage downstage learning techniques and breathing but a lot of it had to be natural talent for mm. them to really see what i can do because i had only done two collegiate plays before I did my first professional play. Yeah. And so I relied on my God-given gift, but I also was an incredible listener, and I tried to learn as fast as I can. So Joseph Meagle, it was interesting. He's like, if you're open to it, I can, te- you, I can teach you. I can yeah. show you a lot of these different things. I can teach you how to use your tool, how to breathe, understand your body and, and your, your, you know, your intent, your through line, your inner mm-hmm. monologue. And so I had to learn a lot. But just like any other craft, you know, if you can learn it, but you also have a natural gift for it, mm-hmm. it it'll probably work out a little different. Now, I, I went to performing arts high school myself. Oh, I word. was in the Boys Choir Harlem. I sang. Oh, I performed, Okay, hit a note, cut. <laughs> I've been trying for seven years podcasting <laughs> with him to get him to sing on my... It's not going to happen. Yeah, just, just, yeah. You know what you know, and it's just not me. All right, like, all when right. I was in high school, it was cool. It was kind of like... the. T- it was like... It was like the tool for us. Like the girls liked all the guys that all was in the right. performance. So you ain't singing to no ladies right now. Nah, yeah, we ain't nah. doing that. Okay. We can go see somebody. We he is, see he is go- acting and pretending to yeah. them though. But. <laughs> okay. All right. So um, when you say you 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 were you took like uh, lessons and mm-hmm. and for me, I know the difference between being on camera and then being on stage live, like a Broadway type of thing. Right. Um, was that something that was Broadway for you? Is that more difficult than actually being on camera on a set? Facts. For sure. And to be honest, I have only proper training in theater that I've had was at, you know, at a collegiate level. After that, it was all experience, gain mm-hmm. professional experience, mm-hmm. which I, I'm an advocate for school, mm-hmm. but I didn't finish because it was like getting drafted to the NBA early. It's yeah. time yeah. to go and get right. the job done. But stage is definitely con- con- inquires. Um, it requires a, a different type of endurance. Yeah, mm-hmm. Eight shows a week. It's not for the week. No. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And then uh, you got to be able to capture that audience every time. Mm. And so for me, uh, my biggest, what I would call master class was a one-man show that I did in New York. Mm-hmm. Okay. 90 minutes by myself, eight shows a week. Ooh. Yeah. And uh, end up getting the New York Times critic pick for it. Shout out to Howard Kraft once again. It was a show called Freight, The Five Incarnations of Abel Green, which we now pitching as a screenplay, mm-hmm. but yeah, stage requires a different way of using your tool. 
but theater and you know, but TV and film is, is it definitely has its challenges. Since, since we're talking about the difference of those, I want to ask about like the Broadway culture as mm-hmm. far as the audience. It is drastically different than film oh, in that regard. Yeah, yeah. It's a little more highbrow, bougie. Yeah. Is yeah. Is that a tough genre as far as acting to break through because it is so much of like the older, I guess, higher income type of audience. It's older, it's white, and it's very judgmental. Yeah. But it's also very open. Mm, it's honest. very diverse. Mm-hmm. Uh, you all, y'all live in New York. It's one of the most diverse places you can Absolutely. be in the world. Mm, and um, so what, but like you said, it's that highbrow type of thing. What a lot of theaters have been able to do, shout out to Signature Theater in New York, um, who I had the opportunity of doing a show with, they make the tickets the same for everyone. Mm-hmm. And so if you can get a ticket price from, yeah, somebody can come all the way from the Bronx, mm-hmm. or you got some kid down in, in, in Brooklyn who really want to see this show, but they already got to pay to get on a train. They already said yeah. they don't got fucking $100 right. to pay for the show. Now people making tickets $35, $45. So you make it more affordable. Mm-hmm. And then the work that you're able to come to see is at a high level, mm-hmm. you know, for sure, as far as Broadway. But yeah, it's a little bougie. But I think creators like Katori Hall, uh, Dominique Mariso, um, you know, the, the Thoughts of a Colored Man mm-hmm. that was on Broadway yeah. not too long ago, they're kind of breaking that down yeah. and bringing other people into the, into the space. I mean, do you think... Let me ask, is it a conversation amongst the Broadway crowd that plays could die to some degree at some point? Because to your point, tickets being super fucking expensive, right? the younger generation is more into shit on their phone or uh-huh. just watching TV. Right. Then once this generation dies, unfortunately, that loves Broadway, will there be enough people that care it or will- even be interested or have access to it to begin with? It's a great. Another great question, man. Um, it will never die. Mm. It's been around since the beginning of fucking time. Yeah. Since before we were born. You know what I'm saying? And so theater just happens to capture a very specific type of audience where that, like my daughter, mm. she loves fucking theater, dog. Yeah. Like that's what she wants to do. Like theater, uh, TV and film is one thing, but you have some people who only want to do theater. Mm-hmm. And yeah. it's so- it's like that, live music versus listening to music. Exactly. Yeah, and it. it's like musicians who are going to get behind a, a beat machine and musicians mm. who are actually going to pick up the yep. keyboard and, and the guitar and make the vocals, whatever. That's never going to die because it's a craft. Just like pottery is never going to go nowhere. Mm-hmm. Even you can make a get a robot to make a pot. Somebody's still going to want to make this with their hands yeah. and, and make it make do. So theater for me, I definitely want to go back to it. Mm-hmm. Shout out to people who are going back, uh, doing Broadway right now. Uh, my boy Yaya Mateen and Corey Hawkins, they about to do a show on Broadway. Uh, Danielle Brooks and Danielle, uh, what's uh, uh, Denzel Washington's son name? Pretty baby, John David. He about to go Shout back and do John David. Uh, John David. They about to mm-hmm. do piano lesson. I love the joint that him and uh, Zendaya did on Netflix. Oh, and that's that was like amazing. a play. Yeah, that's like bringing theater. That's yeah. like my life yeah. to screen. <laughs> you said that's like your life. Oh shit! <laughs> but I, I kind of killed. Did I write this? On, I killed. I killed her on uh, on Twitter for that. I was like. No respectable black man eat that type of mac and cheese. Like, you know what I'm saying? That much craft mac and cheese. Yeah, that was, the, I was like, Zendaya, we bad. love you, but that was the nastiest bowl of mac and cheese it's ever. It's all bad, man. But, but he, um, he's one of my favorite actors too, John David. I think he's super dope. So a lot of people don't know you're uh, a percussionist. Mm-hmm. You play the drums and you said that you used to actually play in Times Square yeah. in Manhattan. Yeah. Um, I saw a video online, I think. Mm-hmm. I think early, like when P-Valley popped off and I started like... Checking, I was like, yo, who is this dude? I like him. Right. 
And then I was like, oh, wait, he played the drums. He comes from that yeah. different level because that's a di- that takes a different grind, different hustle, yeah. a different type of confidence to sit in the middle of the busiest intersection in the world almost mm-hmm. and play the drums, play the buckets. Yeah. Is it ever a point where you feel like you want to really, really get back into playing and music? <sighs> Every day, bro. Every day because that was a huge part of my journey, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, some people to this day be like, yo, I saw you in the fucking streets way before I saw you on PVI. Like, I gave you a dollar like 10 times. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, and so shout out to just the grind that New York builds and, and right. makes for you, man. I'm not from there, but I'm from there. Right. You know, and so I decided to pull out them pots and pans. I saw other people doing it, but I knew as a as a real drummer, as a percussionist, as a trained musician, mm-hmm. so I can flip this shit. Mm-hmm. And if I can make $100 a day, you know, I can survive and take mm-hmm. care of myself, make sure I go see my son down in North Carolina mm-hmm. and uh, get back and forth to see my pretty baby. You know, she was over in California at the time. Mm-hmm. So every day I hit that shit, bro. That's and, love. You played the you played the pots and pans to come see your baby in the, in the bay? And she came out here and see me. She'll be in the subway with me, just standing down there in the cut, you know what I'm saying, chilling. Yeah. And now she got, she got the ring on her finger. She good. Exactly. Yeah. But You would have played yourself if you ain't put the ring on her finger. Oh, that yeah, was, you would have been all the way playing yeah, yourself. Yeah, Let me just yeah. put that out there. Yeah, nah, she, ro- she ride with you through that? It's you got to put a ring on it. It's different. And so you know how that shit is. It's dirty. It's hard. Mm-hmm. The lifestyle down there is different. You got to understand what those people go through. So I had to learn the etiquette of playing down there. Yeah. Because a motherfucker come up in you and I'll bother you for this spot, bro. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm here every day. Right. I need this spot. Right. So you learn what it is, that, how you can hold ground down there. Mm-hmm. And um, I, I turned it into a lot of different things, man. Uh, I end up eventually, chore- you know, uh, I said choreographed, but- Composing a show at the Lincoln Center, using Fire. pots and pans mm-hmm. and found sound and oil and oil drums and all this different stuff. So eventually, I tell my wife this all the time. My biggest dream, my biggest goal with that is to be in like one of Beyonce's like music camps. Mm-hmm. And she like, yo, Jay Fonz, what we got on the found sound? I'm over there, you know what I'm saying? Getting that shit rocking for her off the pots and pans. But obviously getting my hands on, or I can play any drum. Any drum you put in front of me, I can play it. I can make sense of the piano. And I've had to play guitar on Broadway and stuff like that. So I'm musically inclined for show. That's why the rapping on P-Valley comes so so natural and shit like that. How long did it... Um, so let's let's fast forward a little bit to P-Valley. So mm-hmm. this is when probably, to my knowledge, your biggest role, obviously. Facts. The most controversial role. Right. Uh, the role that a lot of people now recognize your face. Mm-hmm. And, you know, the, the character of Little Murder has created um, a lot of conversations. Yeah. It's created a lot of emotions. And I'm guessing as an actor and as a professional... That's something that you just want to do every time you step on the, on the set and on screen, your character to come across mm-hmm. and really live inside of people's homes and everyday lives. Because now, Little Murder is a conversation amongst people every day. Every day. Um, yeah. For you, how long did it take for you when you got the script and you mm-hmm. saw the opportunity? Did you have to like go back and forth in your mind to accept that type of role? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, Mentally, how did you prepare for it? Uh, the conversations you had with your wife, obviously, about doing it. Yeah. Like, it's what so the, many what questions. What was the group chat like? Yeah. Like, what was the, what was the group chat like? Yo, group, yo, I got this script, man. Yo, yo. <laughs> I need y'all to send it to the bros oh, first. I had to. I got, I got two, of the, two of my homies. Because I ain't going to lie. If you just sent it to me, I'd be like, we ain't doing that. <laughs> look, 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 look. We can't do that. Look, it ain't for everybody, bro, but yeah. it is. Yeah. It ain't, but it is. 
You heard? Yeah. And so shout out to my dog Denzel and Khalil because they 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 say you do what you want to do. Mm. And if you believe in that, we here to support you. Cause we support those people too. Mm -hmm. We may not be able to do it the way you doing it, right? But we know those people and we support them too. Similar conversation with my wife. Obviously, that becomes, uh, you know, show business is a real thing. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So it's like, what are you willing to show, and then what's the business side of it? Mm -hmm. So business wise, it has to make sense, and I think you know we're going to continue to make sense mm -hmm. of what that is. You know what I'm saying? Because when you have an impact on the culture that you didn't know you was going to have before, mm -hmm. now it starts to gain a different type of value. Mm -hmm. So that conversation, being ahead of that, being like, you know what? This character is going to change my life, mm -hmm. but change a lot of other people's lives too. So you, you yeah. saw that within reading the script right away. Dog, Katori Hall. that's beautiful uh, foresight. Well, Katori Hall is not one to play with. Yeah. You don't get Pulitzer Prize winners every day. Right. Yeah. It's a lot of fucking content out here. Mm -hmm. That's Absolutely. the thing. A lot of content. Mm -hmm. But how much, much? But who talking about who talking about your content right. whose content is being talked about right. anybody can be on a TV show mm -hmm. but is your show going to stand out are you going to stand out as a character it's their actual so impact reading that script I said oh this motherfucker going to stand out and now I got Katori I said I done read a hundred scripts thousand mm -hmm. scripts I done been on other TV shows all a lot of them mm -hmm. so that's the thing I'm one of those familiar unfamiliar faces so by the time I get to Katori Hall I'm like thank you mm -hmm. thank you now I can show all my range right Mm. watch what I do with it. Mm -hmm. And then we end up turning into something that I didn't even know it was going to turn into. And I had to be open and willing to make sacrifices that I knew was going to be, you know, start a lot of conversation mm -hmm. that I knew eventually I'm going to have to have a conversation with my son about, right. yeah. you know, eventually mm -hmm. and, and have him understand what the work is that you go into that as a thespian, mm -hmm. You tell stories that are uncomfortable to tell because those stories are going to make uncomfortable conversations and bring people into healing spaces, right? Mm -hmm. If I can do that and make some money, mm -hmm. job done. You know right. what I'm saying? Like, it's, it's a blessing, bro. And my career, it takes a step further because of the risk, you mm -hmm. know? People are probably going to think this is, I'm trying to be immature or funny, and I'm not. I, no. How did you no, prepare, prepare for that role? Because there's method acting, there's... So, Ways to become a character, and again, I'm not an actor. I've just spoken right. to them. Yeah, like you can't call a homie, be like, "Yo, read these lines for me," and me and you gonna practice. Yeah, like, I, like <laughs> the well, homie's so, gonna be like, "Yo, fam, I'm, I'm support you, but we not doing it." Right, yeah, no <laughs> facts. I'm I'm way past the read the lines with me days. My wife yeah. does do uh, help me with a lot of my auditions, which now I'm getting direct offers, which is great. But yeah, actually, one of my homies did help me with that audition. Mm. Shout out to my nigga David Pagram when he was in New York and Harlem. Mm -hmm. Go look on YouTube and see how many damn views the audition got. Mm -hmm. And shout out to my dog because he did that with me. And it's funny because he played Uncle Clifford too. And he said the line, he said, don't make me fall the fuck out. <laughs> hey, it's the way he said it. Like, it's the way. Go watch the shit, yo. Y'all go run that motherfucker up. It's on yeah, YouTube. Yeah. And I did something where it's called audition to set. So you see me do the audition and then you see that same scene. Mm. But uh, so shout out to that's, David. That's actually a dope idea to do some shit like that. Yeah. Like I, rehearse I, it and then actually show it and on. And then show it on the, that's how, fire. how I went from doing the actual audition to yeah. now you see where I booked the shit. Right. I, I haven't done all of my shit like that, but I do the big ones because I want people to see mm -hmm. It's the preparation, yeah. It's obtainable. But yeah, that's how I prep for it by um, just like any other role, breathing and believing, understanding what it is that I'm about to do with the work, right? You mm -hmm. know what I'm saying? And so, um, yeah, I'm not about to be kissing on the homies or no shit like that. Mm -hmm. uh, but 
we I definitely have to have myself in the mind state of understanding what's about to happen. So I know what love is. Mm-hmm. I know what those feelings and emotions are. Right. And so I can have these conversations with people who are close to me and say, damn, it's about to be a tough scene to pull off because I'm not familiar with this, mm-hmm. but I know what this is. Yeah. Know? It's funny because, you know, like I said, that role is so uh, powerful mm-hmm. because the relationships that you have on P-Valley, right, with... um. What's, what's, what's homie that came home? Teak. Big Teak. Teak. Like, it was always the guys growing up that was always like, ah, on edge. And you're like, yo, what's up with this? We can't bring him nowhere. He be right. tripping. Mm-hmm. We from the same, you know what I'm saying? We from the hood. So we right. know these type of guys that are just around. Facts. Like, yo, why he always on? So when that relationship comes across on screen, mm-hmm. it's like, oh, shit. It's a different insight. It's a different insight. Like, maybe insight. that's where he was really internally... Yeah, and we angry about that. something. Yeah, yeah. You know and what we mean? and we know that we yeah. went to high school with little murders. Yeah, oh, absolutely. We went to high school oh, yeah. with Uncle Cliff. I went to performing arts school. Trust right. me, I did. So and especially <laughs> up top, and see, I, I'm from the south. Yeah, well, that's far and in between. But mm. you see it though. Yeah, you mm-hmm. know, from your homies to your cousins to your family members. Mm-hmm. And so for me, we always show love because that's what we was taught to do in Dude, my yeah. household and with the people that I surrounded. Now, don't get it twisted. Did I come from using the F word? Did I come from being one of those? Absolutely. People? Obviously. Yeah. But you got to change your mentality and understand how that really hurts people within a community that you love. Those are my homies. Like, that's my cousin. Like, that's whoever. Yeah. yeah. And so P-Valley was the main reason I, for my second reason for not only storytelling, but I said, I'm going to be able to be an ally mm. and have action behind it. Mm-hmm. It's not like I can just say, yo, nah, that's my dog. Oh, man, it's all good. I love what you, whatever you got going on. You know what I'm saying? But just, nah, bro, I'm here to help tell your story mm-hmm. and hopefully help people have a different understanding of it mm-hmm. and say, look, love is love. And there ain't no reason for us to trip on nobody right. unless they tripping on me. Unless you got bringing physical or mental harm to me and my family. Why the fuck am I tripping on you? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Now, I'll be honest. The, the, the first season I loved, I was on board. The second season... The relationships got more in depth. It got intense. I said, Jay, Jay Alphonse about to lose me. I said, I said, come on, man. I can't be in the crib, in the bed watching this shit. Like, what are we doing? But I love it because a lot of women, when I told them, yo, we were sitting down with you, their first question was, Where, yo, is he really, like, he, that was mm-hmm. a great role. Like, is he, so now that's a nod to your acting, first of all. If somebody can't even really tell in real life, like, yo, is he really gay? Yeah. And I'm like, no, he's actually married with kids. Like, yeah. And they're like, really? Like, they don't. I'm like, well, yeah. yeah. That happens in Atlanta a lot. Oh, yeah. Oh, no. God. Hey, you, man. You know it happens, happens, it happens all around yeah. the world, man. Yeah. Married and kids doesn't mean much. Yeah, <laughs> it, it don't mean much for a lot of people. And I wish it can just mean whatever people wanted to mean. Mm. If that's your private lifestyle, mm. you make it private. But it's like, as a community, whatever is not for you. Sometimes we just got to, I think, and obviously for me, I'm not, I'm not going to act like there's certain uh, things like pedophilia. I'm not fucking with you. If you say, you're no, we're not fucking with you. I'm not fucking with that. Racism, all types of bullshit. I'm not fucking with that. But if you just tell me that you happen to love the same gender. Yeah. What? What? We the same people. That's why I think it's weird when guys get offended. I'm like, yo, why are you so offended by that? Why are you so offended? I mean, because the trauma, people have been traumatized by their experience in life. Look what little murder go through. I'm fictional. Mm. Imagine what your real homie would go through if he tried to come out. Mm. Imagine that mm. if he just tried to post a picture and he thugging, but he loving up on his homie, though. Imagine mm. what the fuck he go through with this fictional character's going through. So I'm trying to break that and let people like, man, let your homie be what they got to be so somebody don't, unfortunately, which has happened, mm-hmm. be, become Big T. Yeah. 
take their own life Absolutely. because they can't be in a space and feel comfortable and be out here. My wife, if she don't mind me sharing, had a, a, a loved one. Mm-hmm take their life mm-hmm. because they couldn't be in a space of being comfortable in who they are. As heterosexual men, we don't got to worry about too much. Right. We right. don't. You know we still saying? have our pressures, but it ain't that's much. a whole different type that's of pressure. That's a whole different yeah. type of pressure. Imagine your homie, and I don't know if y'all know somebody that's close to you that someday, one day you was just like, okay, bro. Yeah. Like, we don't got to talk about it, but. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I've, I've had, I've had I, that before. Yeah. I've personally seen that yeah. within my family and with mm-hmm. one of my homies was like, oh, bro, I, Man, you was looking at homie like, oh, yeah. Or I saw my homegirl came and showed me a picture and said, yeah. And she's not trying to out him or nothing. No, no, she's no. Just like, yo, did you know? Yeah, like, yeah. Nah, I didn't. Well, he told me. Right. Well, you know, he not gonna be able to tell, tell me. me. Yeah, they, yeah, they're not comfortable having that conversation. He's not us. comfortable. So that's that's my thing, bro. It's like, but I, I feel you though. If you gotta fast forward a little bit, sex scenes can be uncomfortable. Yeah, regardless. it was like, yo, I, I'm, I love the show still. I, I still yeah. think the season was great. And I appreciate that. But um, it was definitely some scenes where I was like, let me just get on my phone while they doing what they do. And guess so, what? It's supposed to do that. <laughs> yeah. Good art, supposed to make So I'm, I'm reading like uh, Rest in Peace, Michael K. Williams' uh, mm. book right now. My dog, that, yeah. That just went out. And it discusses when he was playing the Omar character mm. in those early wire days. He's like, if we're gonna do this, we gotta go all the way there. Because Lil Murder, Omar could all be these characters, but if you don't full out see it, yeah. it's not going to hit the same. It don't. It's hit supposed the same. to feel. I don't want to say uncomfortable if that's offensive or not, but it's supposed to make you be like, whoa, 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 wasn't wasn't expecting that. Change. We know Omar's gay, but now when he's making out with a guy, it hits differently, and mm-hmm. that's what's necessary to put in those sex scenes. Mm-hmm. Like you need to visually see it for that character to really be like, oh, he is that. <laughs> Imagine if, if I had just played Lil Murder as like a caricature. Yeah. If I, everything I did wasn't authentic, for yeah. one, that community would have been offended. Mm-hmm. And for two, we wouldn't be talking about it the way we're talking about it now. So to be able to breathe and believe in much love to Michael K. Williams, one of the last pictures I got with him was on the set of P-Valley. Wow. wow. He was with my son and my mom. And he had came to holler at us. And uh, mm-hmm. I had met Mike, you know, in New York. Mm-hmm. And always get hip-hop head. Hip-hop head. Hip-hop he head. Out. Mike yeah. out here. He'll be by himself. Dolo yeah. in the club. You see Mike at a dive bar yeah. in New York. Just you know chilling Lower East Side. Yeah. Just chilling. And yeah. so, shout out to him, man. But he paved the way mm-hmm. um, and was fearless in his in his work as well. But, um, yeah, that was one of the last picks that I had for him. But, yeah, man, you got to be authentic with this shit. And every character you do, anything you've seen me do, I try to bring a certain level of um, just... What I, I constantly say is like that breathe and believe that sitting in it where it's just like this is him mm-hmm. and these people are they deserve to be paid homage. You mm-hmm. know? Yeah. I remember uh, reading years ago, uh, Will Smith told him that Denzel advised him not to take the gay role in uh, Six Degrees of Separation. I played that role too. Yeah, he Denzel advised him not to do it. Denzel said he thought it would hurt his career. And then uh, earlier this year, uh, Tom Hanks in People Magazine said. Uh, he wouldn't do Philadelphia today due to to the inauthenticity of a straight guy playing a gay guy. Mm. So I thought that was interesting. Obviously, Philadelphia with Tom Hanks, mm-hmm. one of the biggest roles of his career. I believe he won an Oscar for that role. He did. Um, and then now you playing what I believe is an iconic role in our culture in television. Oh my God, a gay a, a gay guy. Yeah. How do you feel about that being a heterosexual male man playing a a gay role? So. Quick, this is something a lot of people don't know. I've actually played a gay role on stage before. Mm-hmm. 
which is different. Theater spaces are more intimate. They're yeah. different. Yeah. Your decision making behind those roles are like everybody's not about to see this. Mm-hmm. I played Paul in Six Degrees mm-hmm. of Separation. Mm-hmm. I saw Will Smith's interview mm-hmm. where he said he regret not going full and committing out to it. Mm-hmm. That was one of my like inspiration. I said, damn, all right, well, I, I got to go all out. I got to go all out. Then yeah. Let me do this shit. And I remember like we didn't do it up until like the, the last day of tech. Mm-hmm. Like me and the homie that had the kid, we kept kissing each other on the cheek. Mm-hmm. And the director was like, you guys got to kiss. Like, you, you have to do it. Like, you, you got to just go for it. <laughs> yeah, what's, what's that conversation like with him? It's like, because he was a heterosexual man, yeah. too. He's like, and it was my, I forget my homie name. Like a young white dude. How many he, times y'all said pause when y'all was rehearsing? None, because you <laughs> in that stage, man. The pause shit is like fucking 13-year-olds made that yeah. up. Uh, so it's just like, yeah, you know well, what I'm saying? Unfortunately, we're I from fuck, New York, so yeah, at 40, we say Right, right. But our pops was wearing blouses and shit, man. Yeah, oh, yeah, yeah. He's yeah. out here in tight-ass pants heels, in yeah, the yeah, club yeah. and shit. Like, now we can't do nothing. But Listen. niggas was having a great time, fucking bumps and shit. It was like, the drugs. Right, man. The yay, man. Like, Stop. Yeah. Now it's pause. You can't eat a hot dog no more. Nothing, Listen, man. Like, damn, I'll no more fun, nigga. Like, gay people I in New York say pause. Right. Nigga, they fucking just oh, a yeah, good no, no. Time. cookout, nigga. I can't even eat my hot dog. Yeah. Get out of here. Nigga, say, say pause. Nigga, say, say what? Cute. Right. You can, I got, nigga, I say puppies are cute all the fucking time. Yeah. Ellarica, shout out to my girl who played Autumn oh. Night on P Valley, right? Yeah. She let us keep her dog for two weeks. I fell in love with him. He's a great dog. Mm-hmm. Great man, fucking Men can't dog. have any, we can't enjoy anything. No, we can't. Shit, unless you want to. Yeah. That's one thing I'm bringing to the table. It's like, don't let nobody judge who you are, man. Masculine, whatever, you feminine, whatever. And if you go be in danger, you don't want to see that. Right. You know what I'm saying? But on another note, like, Sorry, I got off topic. It was no, 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 no. It was laughing. talking, but no. But on the gate, on the on in two thousand, on the gate, on the gate, on the on the note of playing a gay character, right? Yeah. I think Tom Hanks's character is different than Little Murder's character. Oh, absolutely, right? A lot sure. different. So I can understand his perspective on that. Yeah. I like I said, I was inspired by Will Smith to go full out and play Paul because I said, let me challenge myself as an actor. Mm-hmm. So by the time it comes to Little Murder, it's like, well, nine million people a week might see this. This is different. So show business. Mm-hmm. The business side, you got to try to make sense of that. And then what are you willing to show? And so I think if I look back on it, I've I done my part. 20 years from now, I would say I did my job. Mm-hmm. Um and I think people know this, people who are willing to work with me and, and who understand what I'm I'm trying to do next, Little Murder is that role. Mm-hmm. I think any role going forward is part of a different vibe, different community. And I don't think I will take the risk of doing another large role like that because of what- That was what I was going to ask you. I was tight Would you do it again? Yeah, like, would you Because do it you again? played, no. like, is it the Catch-22, you, you played it too well. Like, you are a little murder to a lot of people. Well, I'm glad he's going to reign for a long time. Mm, that till, shit is wait over. Till, <laughs> wait, till, wait, till, wait till you see this next shit I do, you know? Yeah. Wait till you see they clone Tyrone that's coming out with mm. me and Jamie Foxx and John Boyega and Tiana Paris. And then I got Black Spartans coming up. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, they and then uh, Chris Paul. Yeah. Now I got to play Chris Paul. Right. Yeah. He's real, motherfucker. Right. And so that's another. He's still, here, well, he's still running around this motherfucker. He's still running around yeah. this motherfucker. I'm, yeah. I've been working on the walking shit, but like that's you know what I'm saying. Like, yeah. You gotta get Chris got that little walk. Yeah, yeah, that yeah, little yeah. walk, nigga. You know he got that walk when he walk off a nigga. He's, he's from North Carolina as well. Yeah, Wake, he's from Wake the, Forest. Wake Forest. Yeah. Shout out to Wake Forest. Um, and shout out to the CAC man. Both of the next two roles I'm playing, I'm representing two gentlemen from North Carolina, Jimmy Ray 
and Chris Paul. So, yeah, I, I don't I've never been typecast, which mm-hmm. is great. Not, not even in my theater realm, which I've always been blessed to play lead roles mm-hmm. and um, never typecast. Always been able to play different styles, different genres. Yeah. What's what's advice to up and coming actors or even current ones of how not to get typecasted? Because that's got to be a, a tough thing when you get the chance to have such a pivotal role. You could become that role for the rest of your life. Yeah. If you don't play it correctly. The thing is, nobody can write Little Murder again. Mm. Nobody can do something that the way Katori Hall did it. So yeah, I'm yeah. blessed for that. Yeah. So I'm not worried about that. Even if they tried to come close to it, um, I wouldn't be the guy to play it. But the way to not get typecast, in my opinion, is to be open to playing other things. Yeah. Right. Um, to know that your range can extend, that you can get better every day, mm-hmm. that you don't have to settle for... Uh, just a certain genre or a certain level of uh, of you know work. I feel like there's there's levels to it. Yeah. And so tonight get typecast for one, breathe and believe. That's you always go hear me say that. Shout out to my homie Miriam Hyman who taught me that. And then two, remain focused on what it is that you really want to do. Mm-hmm. How far is it that you want to take your career? How far do you want to go as an actor, director, producer? And don't box yourself in. Um, and then don't do shit that's go. Uh, de-escalate your career, your career. That's going to make yeah. it go down. Right. You know, don't go out here and do a project that it's not going to be a good look for you. Mm-hmm. And people know what I'm saying. You know, no matter what, if the script's not that good, but you need a little bit of money, you might have to pass on that money mm-hmm. and try to find and wait for the other uh, next job. So being mm-hmm. patient is key, and then understanding that you got a lot of range within you. You just got to know how to get it out there. So where are you um right now as far as season three of P Valley? Have y'all began? Getting script for it, uh, man. I don't know nothing. Just like you don't know nothing, dog. Okay. They don't, we we waiting, and um, but I know I, I've got a strong feeling that we gonna get that renewal real soon. Oh no, it has to. But it has it to. can't. Yeah, that. but they keep it real. That's any show, man. That's not just P Valley. Most people will tell you these networks keep shit tight, mm-hmm. and I get it. It's because there's so many decisions going on, mm-hmm. and until you got that final like. Bingo, here we go. This is what we go do. Mm-hmm. This is what's happening. You know, then they release things out to us and let us know, you know, what's happening. But yeah, right now we don't know anything. And so that's why I'm working on other stuff. So how about as far as scheduling? If they say, listen, we got season three for P-Valley. About mm-hmm. to go to production, about to start shooting. Facts. But then you got a call for like a Marvel movie or something. Mm-hmm. That happens. Do you do you pass up on bring a little murder back? So no. So this is what happens. Stars, you you they have you in something that's called first position, right? Mm-hmm. And so you get your projects cleared through them either way. Okay. So when you do like individual pickups for next seasons, now you whatever projects you got coming on, you like, hey yo, Jeff, stars, I got this joint coming up. I got enough time to do it. Yes, you do. Okay. Uh, or how can we make it work with the schedule you got going on? Okay. Um, and so I, yeah, I've had to pass on some big shit, but they. They let you know, look, it's gonna be worth it. I yeah, promise you. Like yeah. this little murder shit. Yeah. Just just yeah. wait on us. Like we got you. And yeah. that's what I appreciate about Katori and the whole team over there. Is that they knew I was passing on opportunities. And so I think they constantly elevated my character, mm-hmm. put me in a position where I'm I'm on screen with Meg the Stallion. Shout out to the homie. And uh yeah, man. So you you miss out on certain things, but it ain't gonna be that long. Right. People ain't gonna be twenty years. Right. It's gonna be right. a couple years of your right. life. Yeah. It will be worth it mm-hmm. to further other opportunities. And I'm blessed to be able to do this movie coming up, another little mini series. So mm-hmm. yeah, I'm doing other can, shit. Can you speak to the <clears throat> casting of of just the entire show of P Valley? Because mm. 
outside of, of obviously Ooh, so low, the little murder set. Jesus Christ role there's so every single character I feel like there's not even a main character in P-Valley every single character has an entire backstory purpose yeah. main focus storyline that's true and it's not a bunch of famous actors or actresses that we knew obviously they have to do things that are usually outside the realm of film whether that be dancing naked that mm-hmm. you're doing certain sexual stuff it's it's not the thespian shit right how did they knock that out of the fucking park with every single character from Man. clifford to mississippi every one of the characters every last their own show is fucking base, amazing yeah. you so, can do a spinoff with every single character on p-valley you're right even down to the smallest ones yes. like they come in the room so katori is obviously a huge part of yeah. that mm-hmm. um she's known nico for 10 years mm-hmm. like over 10 years something like that so nico Anand, who plays uncle clifford has been riding with her for a long time mm-hmm. but from my understanding he still had to audition okay yeah. and but he knocked it out the park Katori came and saw me in a show called Paradise Blue mm-hmm. in New York, where I played this trumpet player who was mentally ill. He was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Dominique Mariso wrote that. Shout out to her. And Katori said, I want to work with you. Mm-hmm. So like seven months later, I shot her, I saw P Valley. I shot her an email and the ball got rolling from there with that. Um, as far as everybody else, I mean, all of us, we all auditioned, but Katori was always in the room. Casting director, shit. Don't give me the line, man. There's so many of them, but I don't. I, to be honest with you, they be going blank for me. Yeah. Shout out to the casting directors for P Valley, but most importantly, I think Katori Hall knew her vision. Yeah. And I think she has a lot of say in who she wants to bring into the room. Mm-hmm. And it seems like everybody was just perfect for they for they part. You yeah. know what I'm saying? It does. Perfect. Perfect. Yeah. It's yeah. like, oh, your story. Even as who you are as a person and it's like your journey kind of lines up a little bit with this. Like me being a musician, me being a, an actor who's always had to play kind of like these dramatic, mm-hmm. complex characters, like these heavy roles. Katori saw me in a, like, y'all think Lil Murder something. This motherfucker Blue I had to play. He was fucked up. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like he was all bad. And so Katori saw me do that on stage and was like, yeah. Yeah, he got yeah, it. Yeah, he can do that. He can, yeah. he can see somebody have to take their life in the car and, and tell that story. Mm-hmm. And so... The song, the mm-hmm. record. Did you actually write that? Those are your bars, or did nah, you? Nah, have- man. Shout out to my dog, New Money. Okay. Shout out to uh, David Fuller, I believe is his name. Shout out to B Sims and D Hitch, Devin Hitchcock. That's why I don't do that. But <laughs> shout out to my nigga, New Money, Antoine Moore. He know why for a special reason. So first season, mm-hmm. we trying to figure out who about to write these songs. Right. Mm-hmm. They trying out a couple of different people. New Money comes up to me. He's a chef on set. Mm. Dreads thugging. Mm-hmm. He like, yo, I want to write for Lil Murder, bro. Like, I rap. Mm-hmm. I was like, where? I was like, yo, spit something for me. I'm going to record you real quick. Mm-hmm. I record him. Show it to Katori. Patrick. They hire him. Take him off the fucking food shit. Crazy. Put him in the writer's room. That's crazy. You know what I'm saying? Gave him <laughs> sure. a little oop. And now he writing songs for Lil Murder, but he really bout that. Though. I can tell. I was like, no, he really cut from that shit. Yeah. Like, he called Lil Baby and them fucking Dominic. their names, nigga. Like, yeah. he, he with them. Okay. Like, it's like his little cousin or some shit. Okay. But he has a gift, bro. Yeah. And I said, man, all you need is the right opportunity, bro. And mm-hmm. so most of the songs that you hear, he had a huge influence on them. Shout out to those other writers as well. But that's fire. The Meg the Stallion verse, which is my favorite verse, that's all my dog new money. What's, what's crazy about that is like, 
and I don't want to shit on shows like Empire because I think there were some great records that came out of mm-hmm. Empire. Mm-hmm. But they had the whole music industry yeah. working on them shits. Mm-hmm. And season one of P Valley, one of the biggest surprises was like, oh, this music is good. Mm-hmm. Like these could be real fucking records. So I was thinking they were on the same time as Empire. Everyone behind the scenes, real rappers was working on that shit. So the fact that you say that and he's coming up with that shit that I think is better than Empire's music. Hey, man. When like coming real fucking being chef on the set. Chef that's on set. That's incredible. He cold with the bars. Like I said, the other homies, they all, I think, been, you know, ghost pins for a minute doing their own things. But, you know, a couple of these gentlemen, that's what they do. Like, they write for shows and shit, but they not all, like, big names and well-known mm. and new money. That was really his first time getting into the ghost writing space. And then for me, when I get in the booth, I just bring my flavor to it. Yeah. All the ad-libs, that's all me. Mm-hmm. And the, then just the add a list. Or the, deli- oh, the deliveries. How, me how much sure. is that, that difference of becoming the Lil' Murder character, but also becoming the Lil' Murder rapper? Like, oh, he would deliver it. Because he's this type of character, he would deliver a rap this way. It's a, it's a, it's the same thing, <laughs> yeah. bro. Like, going to, uh, obviously, I bring myself into it and how I would deliver it as a as a rapper, but mm. not how would Lil' Murder do this shit. So even within my tone, that's why even when niggas meet me and shit, it's like, oh, Lil' Murder don't sound like, of course, motherfucker, like I don't sound right. like Lil' Murder. Like, yeah. that's not how I talk. <laughs> I'm acting. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm acting. Yeah, I don't There's wear- cameras and lights over here. I don't yeah, wear gold teeth yeah, and all yeah. that shit. Yeah. And uh, that's him though. That's his style though. So that's how I accept it. I'm like, this Lil' Murder shit. Yeah. This is how he'll do. So when I do pop him in, um, you know, shout out to the. I always listen to a lot of Key Glocks of the world, the Black Youngsters, yeah. uh, Money Bag, uh, Yo, mm-hmm. all those those cats within that Memphis area. Yeah, I would listen to them every day. Get that slang. Get that. They all got that flat. Yeah, they just rocking that shit like it's going. Mm-hmm. But then I said, well, what can I do to elevate it? Mm-hmm. What can I do to make people really fuck with this motherfucker? So shout out to my guys for the pin. But if you was to hear what we call top liners, right? Mm-hmm. Where it's like they do a little track. Yeah. And you hear what it sound like. And then for me, it's like, all right, now I'm going to go ahead and put my shit on there. So I'm always been blessed to be able to elevate the tracks. Shout out to Matt Head, my boy Jumper down there, and um, and our two engineers and our music supervisor down in, in, in uh, Atlanta. So, yeah, it was, it was easy. to Not easy. It was a process. Mm. Katori is very particular. Mm-hmm. You have to do that song fucking 20 times. If she, Does Katori if she, have all the publishing? Uh no. No, she does not have all the publishing. We uh what we what we did is everybody get their little deal, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Shout out to Stars for him. Shout out to my lawyer for making that happen on my team, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? So I've been blessed to get a little deal. Um but you know, it's a lot of people that that goes into these things and so everybody got to be blessed and be a part of something. I I wanted to ask since we're on the publishing topic yeah. cuz I don't know much about the actor world. I know of course we know actors get fees to get paid. Facts. But is there any type of back end percentage? How, how, how does a standard actor actress contract usually go? So you are you have what is called a union. Mm. So you have the SAG after union, mm-hmm. which if you're going to be on a show like P Valley and playing a role at the level that I'm playing it, you have to be part of that union. Mm-hmm. And so the thing, dope thing about uh, Atlanta is that it's a nine work state like non-union work state you don't have to be a part of a union to work okay. in Atlanta so that's a dope thing about that but to play the role like I said I'm playing you have to be part of this union so what that union does is make sure that you get paid a certain amount and who is like the Jimmy Hoffa of the SAG uh, <laughs> shit <laughs> right that's no, I'm, I'm really asking right. so, I'm so the joking. thing about Jimmy Hoffa is you ever, you ever heard of the uh, the fucking the, um, the trucks right what's the shit that he had I, the, 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 yeah, the teamsters. teamsters yeah so you know they do all the TV shit 
till this day. Absolutely. Oh, wow, okay. Gangster when, shit, mafia yeah. shit. Mafia shit, mm-hmm. absolutely. When you come out your trailer, most likely it's going to say Teamstone, that motherfucker. Mm-hmm. Most likely. And so he has his union, which is crazy. I don't know who's that person for SAG, yeah. but they shout out to them, though, because mm-hmm. they make sure we get that bread on time. And so you get your fee, which is negotiated with you and your team. Mm-hmm. Everyone's fee is not the same. Um, some people, uh, but the great thing about the industry now is that a lot of more inclusion has been happening. Women are now getting paid the same amount as men. Good. Um, and black actors are working our way up to getting paid what white actors are getting mm-hmm. paid. And so uh, you get your contract, you work out your deal, and then you get residuals. And so SAG after they make sure that you get them residuals. They go track okay. them down. Yeah. They send them to you. It's mailbox money. Sometimes it's fucking ten cents. Sometimes it's seven thousand right, dollars. Right. And so it's funny. Shout out to my dude who played Rufio back in the day. He do this joint on his Instagram where he show you his residual check. He be like, "All right, Rufio I, from from Hook, from Hook." That's I crazy. forget my man's name, but that's my favorite movie though. But he do this joint where he's like, "Okay, I can get McDonald's today with this check." Yeah. And then he'll show something. Okay. Yeah. 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 I might be able to go. You know. So yeah, it's, take it's a little vacation. It's money in your sleep. A bar by Van Nuys. I think if you get a, if you walk in with a, a cent residual check as an actor, they'll give you free drinks for the day. Right. Yeah. Like if you only get one cent off whatever you did, but oh, you have to make hard. one cent. Yeah, that's hard. I got a couple of them. I got to bring that in there. Yeah. Uh, I saw the headlines happening with um, Elarica, who plays Autumn on the show. Yeah. Um, said she's not coming back for season three. Was that something you knew? Was that something that was discussed amongst the cast? or It wasn't discussed amongst the cast at first. Uh, I don't think everybody knew. Mm. I think Elarica probably decided to tell who she wanted to tell. Mm. We're all close, like I was saying. Um, but, yeah, man, it's, it's bittersweet. You know, you want to see people obviously flourish and do other things, but you want to keep the family tight and keep mm-hmm. people around. But I wish nothing but the best for Elarica. Shout out to Elarica. She uh, was kind of like her guide dog parents. When she go to London, <laughs> yeah. she let us keep her little dog, Biggie. And he's mm-hmm. wonderful. He's great, cute-ass dog that we like to have around every now and then. But um, Elarica made a decision that I think is best for her. Yeah. Yeah. And I think you have to do that in this industry. Her storyline was great too. Storyline is great. Story was. Was really Almost cool. even appeared like in the beginning, she was going the to be the main character, character yeah. and then it everything changed. Yeah. <laughs> Katori has a way of making sure that everybody has a storyline. Okay. Yeah. Everybody's storyline is pivotal, even down to the smallest character like Toy, right? Mm-hmm. Where she's gonna be out of it. Season three. <laughs> Her story is crazy. about to go nuts, yeah. right? Like, and then some of these new characters that we get, like Roulette and and um and Psalm's character Whisper. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of dope characters. And so although we'll miss Autumn Night, I think yeah. there's other storylines that can still continue to carry P Valley. Mm-hmm. And I think that uh Air, uh I was about to say I was about to fuck up and say the wrong name, but uh Elarica is gonna have a great career. Oh yeah. for she's sure. Super she's, talented. Yeah. And she's already, you know, I know a lot of people know her mm-hmm. for P Valley, yeah. but she has a lot of Harry Potter fans. Mm-hmm. She yeah. got a lot of fans prior to that for mm-hmm. other projects that she's done. So she's gonna continue to do great work. Well it's, it's Funny you bring up those characters. Does Katori have any background within the strip club culture? Because the strip club culture is a, a very big genre, if you will. Yeah. That is not and just dancers at all. It's, it's a whole world. Because we were, you know, we were talking about Lil Murder's character and what he represents and T and everything. Mm-hmm. I feel like the strip club, I feel like she humanized the strip club. Right. She brought Every single point that could bring somebody to a strip club Facts. and that backstory. Yeah. So I've never, does she have 
any history in that. Like to write that, I feel like you have to know every last detail of whether it is abuse from your childhood, right. whether it is just a lick to make some money, whether mm-hmm. it is some shit you hiding and you feel like you could be accepted in this place. Like that's such a, a depth in the strip club that I just don't think people understand. Yeah. She, you know, she's from the South. Mm-hmm. She's from Memphis. She's really from that place. If you hear Katori talk, if you've ever seen her, she is full of that. Like mm-hmm. when I see Katori, I see P Valley. I'm like, damn, she, you know, and then me just going down to like Alabama a couple weeks ago, I was like, damn, yeah, P Valley really be onto some shit. Like I grew up in North Carolina and the part of North Carolina I grew up wasn't that political, wasn't that Southern, like the way yeah. the South is. Mm-hmm. Uh, like, I mean, uh, Chuck Elisa is the fictional place. Mm-hmm. But I think Katori, yeah, she has a lot of influence coming from where she grew up. She grew up in the strip club culture. Mm-hmm. Um, I've She's never been a dancer from my knowledge or understanding, but she knows dancers. Mm-hmm. She's had real experience with them, done tons of interviews with them. Yeah. And so she's done her homework, but also she just writes what she hears. Mm-hmm. Yeah, That's the type of writer. I, I consider her a, one of the August Wilsons of our time mm. where she writes it the way she hears it. That's what he did. Like you, when you read his scripts, it's like, damn, that's how they talk in my barbershop. Well, that's right. how they talk down right. here. So, you know, she's it's, really good at that. I think a lot of people don't, when we say strip club culture, we know what it means. Mm-hmm. A lot of people that don't just think, all right, you go into the titty bar to throw cash. Like, no, right. it's a real community. Like right. people make fun of us and we say, yo, strip club has the best food. And when you hang out there, you really get to know people in the amount of fucking stories. Right. Everybody that goes lead, to the strip club. Like even right. down to, to Mississippi's character in season two when we got her whole backstory. Mm. Came from a privileged money type mm-hmm. of shit. You do meet mm-hmm. that type of stripper too. Absolutely. Not every stripper is somebody that Struggle. was poor and just yeah. had to do whatever the yeah. fuck. Fact. It's so many different ways that people, not just dancers, right. down to Clifford, down to a bartender, right. down to the customer, mm-hmm. down to a character like Lil Murder where he'll feel more accepted in that environment Facts. than anywhere else. Like, yeah. I don't want to use... Lost, I think, is is the wrong word because it could come across demeaning. But mm-hmm. people trying to find themselves just go straight to the strip club because it is the place that you get accepted the most. Definitely. As much as it's the most judged, probably, occupation, mm-hmm. it's the least judgmental place to some degree when you get there. And I love that shit about the yeah. strip club, too. You go to the, especially the good ones, like Magic City, uh, other, oh they're going to have a DJ that's talking shit. Dog. Mm-hmm. Like, if you're not throwing no money, oh, you know, they, they call you out. Oh, call you out. Listen, I've, I've talked to strippers, and I've talked to women that are in corporate. When they come home, they have the same exact caddy conversations. Yeah. yeah. There's no difference. Like, it just shows, it just humanizes strip club to me. It's exactly. A, really show etiquette to it, man. Yeah. Yeah. You got to know how to tip. I've That's what I've learned to respect from P-Valley is that, for one, you got to respect what it is that they're doing on that pole. Mm. That's some athletic, some some shit what? that you can't even really crazy. describe. Yo, is Roulette doing all of those? Because I love her from Snowfall. Uh, All of them have doubles. All of them also have experience on the pole as far as being trained and yeah. working and doing so. Most of the dancers on P Valley, all of them do a lot of that work. <clears throat> but they also just like you have a, a double for a fight scene or something like that. Right. You have doubles come in and, and do that work. And so um, I think some of them could probably do all the routines, but it's like you got to do that five, six times. It's a lot. You tie. Now it's you came and act out the rest yeah. of the scene to do the rest of your work that day. So shout out to them body doubles, but also just the girls who put in that work. Mercedes. Ooh. Brandy, Whoa. man. Brandy is a monster, yo. Shout out to my homie Brandy Evans. Yeah. She definitely put in a lot of work mm-hmm. um, being, you know, just 
a dancer background, but not mm -hmm. a pole dancer. Right. Mm -hmm. But she was willing to kind of go all the way there. Mm -hmm. When she climbed up to the top, a lot of those scenes, that's her. Yeah. Yeah. How, um, obviously her, her boyfriend being on the show, but the Miracle Watts aspect being brought in, mm -hmm. do you know how that developed? Because I know y'all are not in any mm -hmm. scenes together, if I remember. We don't have any scenes yeah. together. Yeah. I, I had one scene with Tyler this year. That was crazy. It was yeah. like in and out, mm -hmm. and I was snapping in that scene. But uh, Miracle, which is dope. Dope, uh, I think, addition to the cast. I agree. She's she, great. She did her thing. Obviously, she has a background within that world mm -hmm. and bringing her her wisdom to it and what she could to the role. Katori fuck with her. And um, I don't know if her and Tyler was dealing with each other prior to that or what, but they obviously it may make sense, you know yeah. what I'm saying, yeah. that they developed the relationship that they have. And mm -hmm. it's just dope, you know, to see it off screen and on screen. Yeah. It's like, oh, shit, that's hard. Like, yeah. So shout out to them for, you know, finding that, but also bringing that chemistry on set. Where it's like those scenes were dope, you know. Um, one of my favorite scenes is when they light the cigarette at the same time. I don't know if people peep that, mm -hmm. but they when they first meet each other, they light the cigarette at the same time, but it it goes focused to Miracle, mm -hmm. and uh, I mean it stays focused on Tyler. Actually, you see Miracle kind of in the background, her little mm -hmm. flick, mm -hmm. and it's just hard. And then they had a conversation about them leaving. So I think that addition was great. We saw how it ended. Yeah. Seen she had to put my man Gangster. in his trunk. Yeah. <laughs> put so a, put a blade in his rib cage. Right. So now yeah. I'm just I'm anxious because I don't even know. I'm like, yo, yeah. what's about to happen? Like I want to see what's gonna happen with that storyline in particular. But damn, did she what's she what's so dumb? I didn't see that. That was a curveball. I didn't see that coming. That's a the way they kept they kept showing her looking and all. I was like, it's something I don't it's fishy about something her. Something ain't right. But I wasn't expecting that. You weren't expecting that. No, no, Same thing. When we was reading, I was like, ah, yeah, she something ain't right with her. But oh shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. it's one of them moments. But yeah, uh, it was dope. Now now that your wife is not here, have any of y'all done what he did and pictured Mississippi when he was fucking another girl? <laughs> <laughs> Look at you, dog. No, Look, she's my, my, my wife is right down there. She still can hear us. But look, I have told her. I was her, joking, nah, fuck with you. I've had that conversation, though. Yeah, back in the day, man, I done had a situation where you would have John and then you picture somebody else. It's a real thing. Yeah. And yeah. it just don't, don't. So until you find your one, that's probably ain't going to happen. But yeah, yeah. that happens. Yeah. <laughs> That happens, folks. It's not that she wasn't making that up. Right. Katori ain't the only person yeah. that thought about right. that. Her right. right. wrong. Right. That shit happens. But it was fucking with Diamond, though. It really sent him in a different place. I love that storyline, too. Diamond in Mississippi. Yeah. And, like, that shit complex, man. You know, her whole relationship with, with Derek and not pulling the gun, you know, all of that. Somebody got killed him already, man. Somebody might have to buy yeah. this. What's up, yeah. man? Well, go go do that. Listen, That's the, they might have the, to, I the went, fentanyl murder was yeah. very easy. I went. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. Went, I love Jordan, the actor who plays. Yeah, Dan, yeah, you know, yeah. incredible. Yeah, he seems like but he's a great they guy. Ask little murder to go body Derek. No, sign me he, up. He, on your he, way. He plays a, a <laughs> an amazing asshole. Like he's just yeah, a dick. Yeah. Oh my, I hate that fucking guy. And um, then he's the nicest guy you ever met. Yeah. It's always them type of characters. Like when you meet him, hey Alphonse, how you doing, man? Yeah, just the nicest guy. Give you a hug and shit like. Yeah, but deep all the sides like you, you're an asshole. Yeah, you yeah. got a little bit of you got a little something, mean, but mm -hmm. all of them, all the characters on P Valley, when you meet them in person, are probably like a hundred percent totally different than the actual character. Mm -hmm. yeah. Nico does not uh, cross dress or wear wigs right. and nails in his in his uh, daily life. Mm -hmm. um, he's also six five and from Detroit. 
Right. And it's like, you don't want to mistake <laughs> this guy. You know what I'm saying? Like, make don't a, make a Clifford joke if you want. Yeah. Don't let the nails and <laughs> the hair and shit fool you. Like, bro, he, this, that's what that can get. You can, that can yeah, happen you can to get you. Get yourself slapped. You can get yourself slapped today. So, uh, everybody's pretty different than their character, but, um, it, everybody brings something to it, man. All the characters. Bring great storyline. Yeah, yeah. Definitely a great sure. storyline. Nah, for sure. Do you think, well, how does that work with, with streaming? Because I, I could understand you would get residuals, like, say, if you were on a sitcom and it kept playing on TNT mm-hmm. or whatever. How does that work with streaming? Because we're paying a fee to stars. How do they calculate that? Because TV and streaming are now different. Shout out to all the streamers, but they also getting a bag off of that shit, right? It's weird how music and, and film is, is yeah. matched they now with a bag and it's not equal. You yeah. know, you're not getting what you probably may deserve. Mm. And uh, I'm sure even some of them trying to figure it out at the top, like, wait a minute, who's who's getting what? You yeah. know what I'm saying? So streaming services make a lot of money. And there is, from my understanding, no thing out there right now that just says you get a certain amount off the streams or the right. residuals. Yeah. They just they write it within your contract that you get, you know, uh, some of them don't even give you residuals, but some most like you said, uh, the Blue Bloods of the world and the Chicago PDs and those mm-hmm. type of shows where they're on national TV, mm-hmm. you're going to get residuals pretty often and they pay, they do really well at paying those residuals, those networks. Um, the Netflixes and the stars of the world, yeah, you get residuals and sometimes they come in like lump sums, you know what yeah. I'm saying? Big lump sums, which is dope because yeah. you go a couple months and not see nothing, mm-hmm. but then all of a sudden you got 30 bands coming in the bank, you know mm. what I'm saying? And so residuals are nice to have, but as far as like how much we actually deserve and and all or 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 do, you know, oh, mm-hmm. I think they still figuring that shit out, but I, I'm I'm not complaining. It's right. interesting cuz yeah. we we've talked about with music how maybe it should be separated cuz if I sign up for Apple Music and only listen to one specific artist, uh-huh. they should probably get more of a cut from my $10 than mm. Now okay. I signed up for Stars, mainly, you know, they have movies on there that I like, but for the most part, I signed up for Power P Valley and Raising Canaan. Right. That's really all I watch on stars. So I don't know if my twelve dollars should be yeah. go across the same. Your <laughs> one cent everywhere. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> right. I, I feel like it should go directly to be to P Valley because you have the data that sees that's what I watch. Yeah. I don't watch nothing else on there. <laughs> Sound like you might need to get a job over there. <laughs> Sounds like I would never take one. It sounds yeah. sound like they might need to hit your line and yeah. put you on some consultant type shit because I I've never I would I would have them lose like money. Yeah, because I'd go for the actors and right. what they need. Right, but <laughs> no, that's that's but we need something like that though, and I think people fight for those type of platforms obviously to get their bread. Shout out to the homie from like um who did the show on HBO, the girl who um she was like she wasn't selling her show unless she could own it. I forgot the name of it. You remember I'm talking about Pretty Baby, uh. That's oh, right. Title did that. Shout out to Jay Z. They also pay the most out as far as streams we, go. We as didn't. Well. We we didn't support title enough. Really? The culture. No, we did not no, support we title didn't. Enough. She we, had it since day one. Yeah. So you over I there still with have the title. rock? No, I heard you talking. That, oh, okay, that's, that's my family. That's, that's your family. That's, that's family. family. Yeah, that's okay. Family. Title made the mistake of their marketing plan when it when it was launched because they put a bunch of millionaires and billionaires on stage and mm-hmm. said, "Boo hoo, we not getting paid enough." And we was like, "Now, while they were right." I agreed with them, but as the average consumer, that's not going to make me want to give you $12. You're right. So it was like, wait, hold on. I'm looking at Hove. Uh, what's the dudes that wear the masks and shit? Why am I blanking? He wears masks? They're up, uh, Daft Punk. Like Daft, Daft Punk oh, yeah, is up yeah, there. Yeah, yeah. Nikki, I think everyone Prince was there. 
when that when that first happened. Prince and and they all too? I think so. And it's, it was a brilliant it. idea that each of these artists had actual stake in it, and they could do exclusives and just go through that. It's just how they marketed it. They thought the average consumer was going to be like, "Oh, I need, I need these millionaires to make more money." I'm, I feel right. bad for them. It's like, dog, now I'm. $12 is a lot for me. That's lunch. Hey, well, $12, <laughs> that shit. $12 every month with all the other subscriptions, it adds up. Man. Oh, that, shout, out, sure. shout out to Tidal. I think what Apple did, they just made it convenient. It's like, oh, as soon as you turn on your phone, we're going to put this little app right That's here. That way you can, you know, and now you pay this $9.99 a month. Mm-hmm. And you have everything. Their, their strategy like, was brilliant to make yeah. the hardware that we all have to buy, and then every app after that was convenience. It's yeah, all like convenience. You got the iPhone years ago, Once the podcast snaps. app was already on mm-hmm. there. I didn't even know what the fuck a podcast was back it, then. Right. And it's on there now. You can yeah. just go listen to your shit. Y'all ever seen Mr. Robot? Yes. No. So I, I did. A, I had a little recurring role on season two of that. Mm-hmm. But doing that show, they, the kind of play on it a little bit was like, everything is everywhere. Like these mm-hmm. motherfuckers, these Apple motherfuckers, look, we all got one. Yeah. I got two of them. Addicted to it. Your whole lives is on it. Your whole life on it. This is the Black Mirror. Remember the show Black Mirror? This is the Black Mirror. That's it. And so it's just like Apple kind of had the up on all the other platforms where it's like, oh yeah, the Spotify's and the titles of the world, you got to download that on your damn Apple phone. Mm -hmm. And so it's like, now you got all three of them. But my wife, she's an avid user of a title. I will say it has... It's advantages. Yeah, you know, sure. it it's, some, a, it's a better streaming yeah, service, period. Yeah. Too. It's hard. Yeah. Like, you look at it, it's hard. Like, the animation shit they have on there. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, you know, a lot of black people got stake in it. So, yeah. So, so as far as uh, J. Alphonse, what's your, your life like? Like, how has your life changed with the success of P Valley as far as, like, you know, your time and being with your wife and mm-hmm. kids and, you know, it's good to be busy. Always. But it also affects other areas. Yeah. The dope thing about my lifestyle is that it's been pretty consistent for the past 15 years. I've mm-hmm. always been away, mm-hmm. but I always come home. Mm-hmm. I'm always working. I'm always... So to see my son, I got to go to North Carolina at least twice a month. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, when I was in New York to come see my fiance, now wife... I had to travel back and forth to California three, mm-hmm. four times, you know, uh, you know, I mean, once or twice a month if I could. Mm-hmm. She would have to travel to me. Mm-hmm. So we're used to that. My son's used to me being on the road, you know what I'm saying? So that hasn't changed. What now has changed is like, oh, damn, daddy famous now. Mm-hmm. Like when you go out, can't just be hanging out and yeah. everybody want to take pictures mm-hmm. and all those things. My work ethic is still the same. You know, that's, that. that ain't changed since day one. I'm kind of just like, Nah, I need to make at least 500 M's off of storytelling. Mm. And now I'm on the cannabis thing where it's just like, that's a whole different journey mm-hmm. and wanting to push that. So the grind is still the same, um, but the protection is different. Mm-hmm. You know, the um, my wife, she she once said to me, and I say this uh, before, what type of provider you want to be? Mm. You know, can you take care of things? Like, well, you, you got to make that up in your mind. Mm-hmm. And so when you have more and you can provide more, who are you going to provide for? Don't start providing for every fucking body. Mm. All your cousins and your friends right. is hitting you and right. shit and you right. doing that. I made, I made right. that mistake. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> listen. Yeah. You start doing that, you can find yourself going down a rabbit hole. Mm-hmm. And so you got to make some tough decisions and, and, and uh, you know, hang, you know, ignore some phone calls and shit like that. Mm-hmm. But other than that, dog, it's just like same grind. Uh, but also having that mentality as well. Well, shit, yeah, if I got 100 M's, I guess I can float my cousin a little something. Right. 
Like, let me get to the point where yeah, you gotta get you gotta yeah. get there. Head I can't float hard. you a little something. You can't see I mean? each other as much as you want to, as far as you know, friends and homies and right. But they, they see gotta you on stars yeah. and assume you have hundred M's. Yeah, right. They see they see you on stars. Like, nah, like, man, I don't. No, yeah. I I don't. And shout out to Sydney Sweeney, I think. Right, she was saying. I think the actress from uh, Euphoria. She was like, yo, I'm still work like this lifestyle that we have to provide for ourselves as actors. And mm-hmm. you might have to have a crib in LA. You might have to have one in New- It's expensive. Yeah. And mm-hmm. so it's not as glamorous as you all think it is. It's mm-hmm. like, no, you have to work a long time to get to a certain spot, or you just have some very sweet moments. And I'm I'm far from uh not having anything. Mm-hmm. And I'm blessed and I'm grateful for all the opportunities, but I'm far from where I want to be. And even, you, you were saying with the process of sometimes you have to pass on roles because it's not better for your career, even if you need the money. Sometimes you don't know when the next check is coming. So I got a budget, even if I just did P-Valley, I got yeah. a budget because I'm not quite sure Facts. if the mm-hmm. next move makes sense yet. So I might yeah. have to take a year to find the right one and I, right. I won't have any income. And I don't have any <laughs> shout out to these people who bring me to these appearances, man. Yeah. Shout out to the other brands. Yeah, I seen you doing you know? doing club appearances. I'm like, wait, man, so are yo. you going to J. Alphonse? Always. Or is it Lil Murder? Because you know they paying for Lil Murder. We yeah. put both on the fly. Okay. Okay. And the great thing about this, what this season has done for How do you me, write that off on your taxes? Oh, man. Listen, man. Don't, you shouldn't even said nothing, man. My Damn. Bad. No, it's all charity. Yeah, it's all it's non-profit. All charity. We, I'm giving that away, man. I can promise you in the P-Valley world, Lil Murder has never paid his taxes. No, no, no. Lil Murder, he don't pay no taxes. I can tell you everyone on that show has never, never paid their taxes. Look, it's a look, cash business. Look, man. Down in the valley, they ain't paying no damn taxes. That's a fact. And there. they shouldn't. J. Alphonse Nicholson, I paid all my taxes. As you should. You know, my yeah. lawyers and my accountants. You paid extra. Yeah. yeah, I paid a little extra. So they yeah. give, they send me something back. Right, you know what exactly. I'm exactly. But uh, yeah, man, you know, shout out to the people who are constantly booked. Uh, I've been blessed now to to kind of stay steady and have a little bit of project here or there. And mm-hmm. but pandemic was real. Yeah. You know, that's y'all shot season two during the pandemic. We came back towards the end of it. Okay. We was on the tail end of it. But during it, I'm like, oh shit. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm like, damn, baby, like I'm gonna have to pull the buckets out this yeah. motherfucker. You know what I'm saying? Like, I didn't think I would, but the buckets still in the garage. Oh, they still at the crib. They yeah. there. One day I'm gonna get them like gold plated. Yeah. And at the bottom, I'm gonna say, you ain't even know. Mm. You don't even know. Y'all like don't that. really know what the fuck I had to go through to really yeah. even sit here with Marlon Roy on yeah. this shit. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Like, it's different. Yeah. Like, so, you know, as far as managing your money, mm-hmm. Octavia Spencer told me when I worked with her, God bless her, we did a self-made on Netflix. Mm-hmm. She said, Alphonse, always live below your means. Yeah. She said, don't ever get out here and, uh, you know, be trying to live above your means and buying all the fly shit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can pop out sometimes. Yeah. You know, yeah. you can do certain things. Have a little fun sometimes. Have a little fun, but, but don't make it a lifestyle. Don't make it a lifestyle. Not as an artist. Yeah. Now, if you have, if you're a millionaire and you're constantly making millions and millions of dollars, that's live different. however the fuck yeah, you want to live. Different. Yeah. But until you get to that point, mm-hmm. uh, you know, live below your means and understand, like, yeah, you might have to throw 100 bands in the trash. Mm-hmm. It's a script. Right. They offered you. Damn, this ain't the one. Fuck. Mm. That's a hundred bands in the trial. I said that to my wife. I said, baby, this is a hundred thousand dollars. Mm-hmm. It's not yeah, right, though. It ain't right. Yeah. You got to make smart decisions, man. Mm. That's like somebody coming up to y'all and be like, hey, y'all come do this show down here at the fourth of KKK, man. See if you guys right. want to. Right. Yeah. We ain't like doing that. what? Yeah, yeah. We ain't but doing no, that. well, we got a million dollars for you, Rory. Yeah, Come yeah. on, man. Yeah, no, I think, yeah, think yeah. I'll pass. What the fuck? Is, look, look, look. <laughs> think I'll pass all that. I, I you gotta, busy that weekend. I am. Yes, I, I'm busy on that. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's like certain I'm, I'm money. I'm booked up with 
the Proud Boys that weekend. Yeah, yeah. look, look, look. <laughs> this camp, man. See, Start, I have to storm the Capitol that day. I got to get out of here, man. <laughs> this shit is not going to make me be a better artist and show business-wise on that business side. It's not going to uh, My entity will not look well mm-hmm. on the face and of it's, this. It's painful. Because Maul and I, shit, we publicly went through turning down more money than we had ever seen. Yeah, I'm like, sure. Right, we got it. Makes sense for us. We got to leave. Yeah. Even after that, the deals we got, and I love our, our partner with Stitcher and Sirius, but there was there was bigger offers yeah. than mm. them. They made the most sense, but mm. all I had those conversations like, all right, let's just throw these M's in the fucking trash. It, 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 right. But it's you know, but it's fucked up because a lot of people don't have the luxury of being able to negotiate from that point. Where yeah, you can turn down a hundred thousand dollars and be like, fact. You know, some people at a point in their life where they're like, nah, I got to. I got to. I've taken years. bags that I shouldn't have taken, but I needed to take yeah. it. I'm a, not above that shit. Man, a couple years. years man, go look. You go see two movies I did, man. I ain't gonna talk about it. But hey, listen, man. I'm gonna no, go dig it. Hey, you go, gonna tell me off listen, camera? I'm gonna go watch camera, it. Like, yeah, man. I can tell. You go see some <laughs> shit, man. Like, what the fuck was this man thinking, man? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Boo, tomato, yeah. tomato, mm-hmm. man. Get this motherfucker out. I needed it, though. I needed it. I needed it There's bad, bro. Yo, you go through that shit. Yeah. So I needed it bad, man. But now I'm blessed and I have to make that decision. And it's just like, um, yeah, everybody don't have the luxury of doing that. Mm-hmm. And then sometimes I be having to remind myself that I do. Because yeah. I get itchy. Like, fuck it, I'm going to do it. Mm-hmm. I'm the captain of the ship. Everybody go, I'm going to tell them what we got. My wife like, baby, you're not about to do that. Yeah. Like, that's going to come out. You're not going to be proud of it. Mm-hmm. And so you be smart about your decisions, man. But at the same time, tuck your bread away. But also figure out other ways to make money. Mm. I'm a storyteller. Yes, indeed. Mm. I want to make a lot of bread off of it. I want to change a lot of lives doing that. But I got other shit that I'm doing. Mm-hmm. Um, cannabis will be my retirement. Mm-hmm. I think I believe in the medicinal purposes of what the smoke is. Absolutely. I know you understand what that is. Absolutely. We don't smoke just to get high no, no more. No, no, no. It's like I need that. Keep yeah. my anxiety straight. Mm-hmm. Keep my thoughts. Keep these emails from going crazy. Right. And, um... You know, whatever other ventures I might have. Shout out to my boy, Brandon McKayhern, is out here from Broccoli City. We got a company called Sanctuary Deliverance. Okay. We started to do some producing and, and directing and pitching our own projects now. So on that page, too. Who's the one actor that you can't wait to have that one scene with mm. where you know this is going to elevate Damn. my shit into a whole nother... Because it's always that one scene. I feel like the guy, and I hate that I forget his name, he played in Equalizer 2. Oh, yeah, my, my young boy. Uh, what's his name, baby? I forgot his name. He played in the Wu-Tang series. As- Asin. Oh. Ashton. Oh, what's his name? Ashton. Asher? Asher, yeah. I'm sorry. I, I, I didn't mean yeah. to butcher his name. I think he's phenomenal. I think yeah, he's, he's one great. Of the next- Asher Sanders. Asher Sanders. Sanders. Yeah, I believe you, he's one of the next great actors. His scene in Equalizer 2 in mm-hmm. the hallway with Denzel, mm-hmm. when Denzel was pulling him out of the projects, he was upstairs with, with, the, with the gang. Yeah. To me, that was the scene where it elevated him. You could see Denzel kind of saying, Facts. I see you. Yeah. I see greatness in you. Mm-hmm. Who's the one actor that you can't wait to have that moment with if it's, if it's not Denzel? <sighs> Obviously, Denzel. Obviously, right? yeah. Obviously you want to, everybody want to work with Denzel. Mm-hmm. Um, I've been blessed to work with some dope people, man, from Octavia Spencer to, to David Allen Greer, who people don't legend. know. As legend, a, legend, legend. As a stage actor, legend. he's very drops into his shit. Like, fuck Underrated comedian, shit. yeah. Oh, comedy, he kills that. Yeah. But the drama, yeah. insane. Blair mm. Underwood, another great mm. guy. As far as my peers, uh, MBJ, you mm-hmm. know, we had a, a dope moment on Just Mercy. Mm-hmm. 
five minutes that changed my life. Mm-hmm. A lot of my opportunities came from that. So shout out to Just Mercy, shout out to Jamie and uh, you know, um, maybe Jay. Mm-hmm. And now I'm just looking forward to more moments like that. I'm about to have one, right? So playing Chris Paul, my first scene is with Lawrence Fishburne. Ooh. Who's he playing? Doc Rivers. Oh, shit. Ooh. And so that's like, ah, yeah. shit. All right. He's one you of know, those. He's one of the, he's one he's of the one ones. one of the ones. So you better come correct. You better yeah. be ready that day, boy. You yeah. better not yeah. play. And so that's kind of what you my play Austin Rivers. Is. <laughs> <laughs> Look, look, look. Right. Somebody's playing Austin Rivers too. They got Austin on there. I forgot. They got Austin's somebody. in the show. I think he is. They got. We got a little lineup. You know, me. They got uh, the Blake Griffin cat. My boy uh, Saronis is playing. Um, That's my Matt guy. Barnes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. You know, and all them cats. Saronis is perfect for Matt Barnes. Holy yeah. shit! That's I didn't funny. even know he's playing that. He playing that, and they That's all tall. Like them yeah. cats, like really yeah. ball and shit. I got to work. I'm getting my shit together. Mm-hmm. It's like he can act. Yeah, he can make we it happen. Can Kenny ball. Yeah. Can he hoop? Can he hoop, dog? Yeah. 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 I'll do that. Yeah. On first day, I'm on it. Yo, pass me the rock. Yeah. 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 So, but I'm a. I'm looking forward to working with Lawrence, man. And then, ah, uh, man, um, Nicole Bahari, mm. wonderful, wonderful Incredible. actress, man. Like with her scenes, me and my wife was talking about it the other day. She's just one of those actresses that you gravitate towards on the screen. She does what I like to do is like breathe and believe it's all there. Mm. Uh, man, I worked with my boy Mac Wiles and I late then. I don't work with some dope people, man. Mm-hmm. So I'm blessed to work with some legends. Well, you got to work with more. Talk to Sni Lathan about uh about ball. She could train you. Well, oh, that's right. She <laughs> did, did. She did get her her balling super skills shape. up in she there. Got in super shape for that role. She did. And she so was iconic. she was balling in there. Yeah. Like the good sure. thing about CP is he ain't really too. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. I was like, oh, okay, yeah. I don't got to get too cut up. Yeah. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Yeah, but yeah. he do got hella endurance. I mean, oh, his, yeah. his handle might be difficult. Yeah. His handle is different. <laughs> Bring in the stunt double. Yeah, yeah. For that. Let him get Bring him right. in. Bring CP. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If you can, if yeah. he down, bring him in. <laughs> right. Because right. I'm not gonna be able to do <laughs> yeah, that. Yeah. I'm gonna yeah. let them know right now. I'm gonna do my best, right. but. You know what I'm doing is I'm running, the good thing about the series is that they really get into the nitty gritty. You you see some of the court shit, but you saying like behind the and scenes. And this is the L.A. Clippers Donald Sterling. Story? L.A. Clippers Donald Sterling uh, series focused on the Mistress V, who really you know captured a lot of horrible shit he was saying about yeah. the yeah. team. Shout yeah. out to her for really. Um, you know, stirring up the mix that yeah. pulling the carpet back that had to be pulled back. Yeah. But he was saying some hateful things about these players. Absolutely. And, um, you know, unfortunately, he lost his team. So they're telling that story about it. No, fortunately, he lost yeah, his team. Fortunately yeah, fortunately, he lost his team. I'm, yeah, I'm curious right. what, what, cause they, not to say they, they buried that, cause obviously it was a huge story, mm-hmm. but it did disappear pretty fucking quickly. Oh, yeah. It did. And there's a reason. Yeah. And now yeah, it's a lot of those owners are, are very, that's, that's yeah. their crew. They're like, well, you got caught, so, we didn't. Yeah. <laughs> like that type of shit. Yeah. It's a lot of that. Shout out to the people who's bringing this story to the forefront and, and really wanted to be told. And uh, yeah, man, like when I read the script, I was like, damn, I didn't even know about this. Mm-hmm. Like he was out here calling players niggas and shit. And yeah. Don't bring niggas to the game. And mm-hmm. like, what? It's like, what are you talking about? You own right. a team yeah. full of black players. What right. are you talking about? And right. so, Hearing the story, but understanding who had a movement in it. CP3, shout out to CP3, dog. Mm-hmm. He wasn't having none of that. Mm-hmm. Like, he was really on the protest. Like, no, mm-hmm. we got to stop. Like, we don't care about the yeah, checks. He was. We're not doing that. And mm-hmm. so, a lot of the, you know, Black Lives Matter movement that was happening within the NBA came from CP3 and his side of things. Did you and get so, a chance to kick it with him yet about the- Not yet. Okay. Not yet. I hope I can, bro. 
You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I'm a lot sure, of people. I'm sure yeah, I'm sure he. Sure. Matt bought me and Matt just produced a um a little short film. A okay. couple months ago, a couple months back. So I got a chance to chop it up with Matt. Shout out to Matt Barnes. Shout out to Matt Barnes. Big, uh, he's big in the cannabis industry too. Big, all yeah. the smoke. Shout out to him and, yeah. uh, and my dog. Him and Stack Jacks. Stack Jacks, yeah. yeah. So, yeah, man, I want to work with some great people. But I just want to continue to leave my mark as well. And yeah. uh, hopefully people- But no, nah, you definitely you know. doing that, man. Yeah. Like I said, you, Asher, like y'all are the guys that I'm just like, yeah. They, yeah, shout out to Asher. He called. Yeah, I love, One I love of my him. favorite scenes was in Moonlight. When he's sitting there in the principal's office and he's just quiet mm-hmm. and the teacher, the principal saying something to him and he's just like, man, you don't even know. Right. And he break down, he yeah. get fucked up. I'm a very emotional guy. So even watching the scene, I start, I cry right now thinking about the motherfucker. Right. But I cried watching that shit mm-hmm. and I'm sitting there with my wife and then, but my, it was just a cold movie, but I knew right then like, damn, that dude. Nah, he got something about him. He got that raw talent about him. You know what I'm saying? Really, really dope. Yeah, I love to work with that brother. Another peer, Daniel Kalula, man. Mm-hmm. He been showing me mad love. Mm-hmm. He done invited me to like three events over the past couple of weeks. Mm-hmm. And he's solid, bro. Yeah. He's solid. He like mm-hmm. one of us. If y'all ever get a chance to have him on the show, you go sit Definitely. down. I would like, love to. Yeah. B can make that happen. Yeah, but y'all sure. sit down. You go be like, oh, shit. He from the pond, across the pond. But he like, yo, what's up, bro? Like, how can yeah. we really... Yeah, set this shit off. You know mm. what I'm saying? So yeah, good I like people. him too. I really, yeah. I'm a fan of his. Um, I have a, a two part question. Because uh, I guess we could do this for another three hours. I'm chilling. I got nothing to do. <laughs> yeah. Um, two part question. Because you've taken on some pretty dramatic roles, even the stuff you were telling us with, with Broadway, with the trumpet player, and everything. Mm-hmm. How do you separate the character and then going home to family? Mm. Um, mm-hmm. I was. When uh, Many Saints in Newark came out, I know, uh, what's, what's Tony Soprano? Rest in peace, uh, the actor that played Tony Soprano. Shit. My wife knows his name. We was just talking about him. The actor that played Tony Soprano. <laughs> James Garafini. Yeah. James Garafini. Yeah. Um, they were interviewing his son, and Can I get his that son water was like, right there? I didn't oh, really God. watch Sopranos. My dad wouldn't let me because he didn't want me to think when I was at home that the that character Tony Soprano existed in that household. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't really allowed to watch that shit. How do you separate that with family and when you're really trying to get into a role? So And did you stunt your wife and be like, I'm a, I'm a rapper now. <laughs> <laughs> right, right, right. I'll tell you about that conversation. Like, nigga, no, you're not, motherfucker. <laughs> you're, not. <laughs> you're not. You're not. I don't know who you think you are today. Right. Yeah. But you ain't no goddamn And you have rapper. ghostwriters. Thank you, bro. Yeah. <laughs> right. And you're not even writing the shit. Like, relax. <laughs> nigga, like, but... It's all like Beyonce don't write her shit. A lot of people don't. She writes some of it. Yeah. But it's so many, you start to learn like, damn, it takes a team to really oh, make yeah, every shit fire. So I felt more comfortable doing that because that was a thing at first. And I started looking at people's shit like, oh shit, it's 10 motherfuckers on here. Yeah. Anyway, preparing and calming down, coming down, mm. cannabis has been my, okay. one of my, my advice, you know, as far as like winding down from what you're, as Blair Underwood taught me, your neurological system does not know it's fake. Mm. When you're acting, your brain's not smart enough to be like, oh, damn, I'm looking at a fake body today. Mm. Nah, that shit think it's real. Mm-hmm. You see that motherfucker putting that gun up to his head, your body's starting to, if you're really breathing and looking at him and taking it in, you're going to start to respond to that. Mm. As an artist, you can't be afraid of that. Okay. You can't be afraid to go there and at the same time, you got to know how to come back and shake that shit off, Mm -hmm. go get some water, whatever the case it may be. So everyone has their own thing that they do. Yeah. 
Mine is just to sit down. Most of the time I call my wife when I get back in my trailer. What's up, pretty baby? You mm-hmm. good? How was work today? Pfft, nuts. Mm-hmm. Fucking nuts. So, <clears throat> like, yeah. Yeah. been in this studio all day. It was daytime when I walked in this motherfucker. Now it's nighttime. Right. But inside it was daytime during the night. So your okay. brain, yeah, you know what it's saying? fucked up. Like, yeah. It's all over the place. We shooting the daytime scenes in a studio. They create the sun. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And so you can be two in the morning, but you didn't decide this shit. Mm-hmm. Or it's two in the morning, and you sitting there with your with my guy John Stewart, Big T, and we know this is his last day on set, and he got to kill himself today. Yeah. Right. So your brain is like, and a woman died that same day. R.I.P. to that lady who died on set when she got shot. Oh, uh, with um, Alec Baldwin. With Alec yeah, Baldwin. Yeah, that was so even imagine that day as an actor. How you come? Damn, somebody died from a fake gun. Today. Well, not a fake gun, yeah, real well, gun. And we got to work with a gun today. Right. So your brain is on like 20, you know. Wow, so I never to, even thought about it like that. It's crazy, bro. So to come down from all that shit for me, it's always a joint rolled up, you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying, ready to spark conversation with my wife probably. She shout out to my baby. She'll stay up whatever time I need to call her. Mm-hmm. And good thing is she on the West Coast. I'll be on the East Coast. She'll yeah, yeah. Valley. Right. So you got to shake it off, man. And um, But it, can, it comes with you a little bit. Mm-hmm. Like the, I, I noticed my mouth will be a little flatter, you know, after a while. I'm like, man, I get my speech back. Right. Yeah, 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 I'm yeah. over here slurring my words and yeah. well, I'm, I'm really, you know, uh, feeling a certain type of way today. Like Lil Murder, he, he got, yeah, I see, I saw him catch that body, you know, this scene. That was crazy. <laughs> like that scene. <laughs> but it was only crazy, right? Because I'm like, yo, he all the way there now. Like now we're seeing Lil Murder really. Be like little murder. Yeah, living up to his name. Right. Yeah, facts. Not lying in his rap. Yeah, it's just like, okay, so how is this? Like, that's why I'm saying it has to, we got it. Obviously, season three is coming. But it's like, because now it's like, all right, who, it's that you, little murder has to change now. Like, he's not the little same little murder no more. Yeah, no, he's definitely big murder now for sure. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. (laughs) That was a big ass gun. Yeah, definitely a big ass Draco. (laughs) Yeah. And even that, right? Like you sitting there, like like yo, we shooting doing the shoot scene today. Part of you, you is excited about it, right? Part yeah. of you is like, damn, this shit, I get to play with this gun today. But then when you do the scene and you got to see your scene partner get all fucked up, your brain kind of like, oh shit, that's alright. I'm really gonna mark this nigga today. Yeah, I really gotta you gotta get into that. Yeah. today. So you get into it. But when you get done with that, you dap it. I remember I was dapping uh, Zach up. I was, you good, dog? You straight? Yeah. All right, bro. All right, we good. You know what I'm yeah, saying? Like, yeah. in my mental. Get off set. Your character's out of here. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's done. But you're done. Like, but, why are you still here? Yeah, you're right. dead. <laughs> you're dead, bro. Yeah, like, yeah. And even that shit, having beef on set. Shout out to Thomas Q. Uh, Jones, man. My dog who played um, Maine on the show, right? Mm-hmm. Maine, see, Thomas do shit like, and it's funny. I don't even know if people know this, but on set, just to fuck with me, He'll have, I come to my chair, mm-hmm. he'll have mad shit on my chair. Like he, all his snacks and shit. Mm-hmm. He's like, yo, what's good, nigga? What up? Yeah. And I just be like, man, get your shit off my chair. He's like, nah, man. Like, yo, make me get the shit off the chair. And he's like, oh, he nah. trying to get all the way. Yeah, he yeah, trying yeah. to get all the way. It's like, yo, fam, listen, we're not so, shooting right but now. But then he'll get it, take his shit off. But it's just even little shit like that, that, yeah. you know, that works for him. Absolutely. Snapping yeah. into character a little bit. But for me, like I said, it's listening to the key Glock, mm-hmm. listening to, you know, the the money bag, yeah, whatever, the, the, the Southern hip hop. Mm-hmm. But by the end of the day, I'm playing some fucking little dragon. Okay. Calm the you know fuck down. Yeah. Chill. Like, yeah. I'm calm down. I'm yeah. playing some Wynton Marcellus or some yeah. Bob Marley or some mm-hmm. shit, you know? Mm-hmm. But I mean, that, that can go either way because y'all have heard the Jamie Foxx bit 
about any given Sunday when him and LL Cool J yeah. fought, when like yeah. LL got a little two legendary. in the character. Yeah. Legendary. Legendary. Yeah. So you can have moments like that where it can become funny and just a, a quick physical interaction. But yeah. then you get like the Heath Ledgers that method acted way too R. much. R. Like you became the fucking Joker and that yeah. was part of your demise. Is that ever scare you with certain roles or, or cross your mind when scripts come in? Like, mm, I'm going to yeah. have to get into this character. Well, the, you know, the, when, when I saw the suicide scene, I was like, wow, okay, that's heavy. Like, that's going to be a heavy day. Mm-hmm. Shout out to Stars Network, and I'm not sure if other networks do this as well. I'm sure they do, but they brought in a therapist that day. Mm, that's fine. And so they had a therapist with us that entire day. So, you know, for me, I personally had, you know, I'll be transparent. I've had fucked up thoughts about suicide and shit. And so mm-hmm. you're going to have your own personal struggles. Mm-hmm. But then if you've ever lost someone to suicide, mm-hmm. you're going to be thinking about that while you're working. And so that's the thing about being an art and actor. It's like they put you in real life situations situations that yeah. make your brain and heart go back to that time go back to that time, time. yeah and you gotta so, pull from that to be a good actor you gotta pull from it don't be scared of and yeah. most directors gonna be like go there please like don't go uh, like no it's the worst are. time right. of my right. life right. Fuck you. Yeah. And, you go there and, yeah. right and so it can get there for people where it's just like yo this is crazy even with the intimacy scenes it's like yeah. oh, i ain't never done no shit like this mm-hmm. like this is gonna be a tough day this is gonna be a hard day but I'm going to push through understanding the story that I'm telling and who I'm telling it for. And so when you can do that and rely on your team, your wife, your, your whoever to to keep you straight, then you're good. But, you know, some people, yeah, they might take that extra step. Mm-hmm. And I don't know what that brother went through. He was in his last moments by himself. But, yeah. you know, people say that he was, he was out there with it. Mm-hmm. That can happen to anybody. You know, anybody can have a bad night. It's just his happen to be on an elevated platform and mm-hmm. people's like, man, he's pulling from this shit. So you got to be careful, man. And don't allow the characters you play to be who you are, right? Like, you don't... For don't me, take the character home. Don't take the shit home. You don't want to do mm-hmm. that to the people you... Because my wife already got to deal with everything that come with Lil' Murder. Mm-hmm. It ain't no need me coming home and thinking I'm... Look, right, right, right. That would just be like, all right, yeah, yeah, come yeah, on, come man. On, yeah. I don't think the marriage would work. So yeah, yeah, find, yeah. find your way to let that shit go. Whether that's meditating, I, I used to bring my damn PlayStation to set all the time. Mm-hmm. So by the time I get back in my trailer, just clear your mind. Fuck it, I'm gonna play yeah, yeah. a little Call of Duty real quick, yeah, or yeah. even between scenes, like, but even on the suicide scene, I remember going back. And it's double on it's that double entendre shit. It's like, cause I gotta catch a body today, you know, when I had to kill my buddy. So I'm playing Call of Duty. But it's yeah. like clearing my mind. But it's yeah. like at the same time you're still thing. on that. Yeah, you're still on that frequency of killing. Like. Yeah, but it's like reminding. <laughs> Let me clear that. my mind. I just killed somebody on set, and I'm gonna kill somebody. In kill the game. somebody. It's all pretend. Yeah, it's, it's pretend, but it's real. You it's know? funny. Even like I was listening to a podcast interview. I think with one of the Hughes brothers, um, and he was talking about when him and Pac were cool before their whole fallout, mm, and okay. he went to the the first screening of Juice with him, mm-hmm. and and he said, and this this is his words. I don't want to be disrespectful to any of the Tupac estate, but he said he became Bishop that day. He watched himself on that screen Mm -hmm. and from there went from the digital underground fun dancing guy and just became Bishop. Mm -hmm. Like he said, Juice might have been his downfall because he really became that fucking character. He wanted to have that that story. He bodied that shit. So did Maul. I think Juice was the first movie for all of us in the hood that we we felt like, man, I want to act. 
nigga, what? Like, like Juice was that movie for me. Like, I'm like, I, I want to act. And I saw movie. it later in life because I grew up in like a Pentecostal church home. My mama went playing that shit. So mm-hmm. I grew up seeing that those type of movies later. But that's definitely one, Tupac in, in particular, who made me say, I want to do that. Yeah. But Pac had... The thing about Pac, and I went to the museum out here. I don't know if y'all had a chance to do that. I haven't yet. I'm going to check it out. If y'all got a little time, just 30 minutes, bro. Run over there. Go through the exhibit. Mm. Changed my life, bro. Going Mm. through there. My wife took me. One of the greatest human beings that's ever lived. And his mom was, too. For sure. So they teach you that first. They teach you about who she was. And then then you say, oh. It makes sense. Maybe Pac really was about all that shit he was on because his mom was even more about it. What? So you see that. His family was... That was yeah. about it. Yeah. And yeah. so it makes sense. And then he was a true artist, mm-hmm. true thespian, mm-hmm. true like just poet. He was talking in front of the NAACP at the age of like 19, 20, I think. Crazy. It's just crazy saying. when you think about it. It's just crazy, bro. Yeah. And so like when I seen, I tell people all the time, my favorite scene is that when that goddamn, when the uh, locker closed. What up? My favorite scene in that whole shit was when Bishop was at the house and he was talking to uh, Raheem's mom. When they, uh, after he killed Raheem. That's, yeah. And he hugged her. It was like, that take a cold type of nigga. Cold motherfucker. Even when he held the look that he had on yeah, his face. Yeah, looking like, at Q like, nigga, you better not. You already know. Say nothing. Exactly. Nah, he cold, man. I take a lot of that. I pull from that. I pull from a lot of actors. But that scene in particular, I pull from my wife. No, in my daily life, I pull from that fucking scene. Like, don't fuck with me, yo. You know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. please don't. And even how he leave off with the smile and shit. Yeah. My nigga, like, everything yeah. is gravy, but please don't. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to Pop. Do you and your wife, do y'all... Uh, do y'all ever just have fun with like acting out some of y'all favorite roles in the house? Like some of y'all favorite movies? Are you asking if they role play more? Right. Like, that's they a very invasive, play. that's a very invasive question. No, no, no. Not like not on some sexual shit. Right. But like, you know, some of y'all favorite shows or favorite movies, and y'all just start acting it out. She's a huge TV movie buff. So when her family come around, they stay fucking uh retorting all types of shit. They saying and they all know the line too. Remember when down the motherfucker said the shit, whatever. Da, da. I was just like, damn, they know the line. Yeah, yeah. I ain't grow up watching a whole bunch of movies. Right. So I love Hook. Hook was one of my favorite movies. Legendary movie. Great uh, movie. Shout out to Robin Williams, RP, man. Yeah. Like no, one of, an- another person that probably method acted. Right, yeah. right. And one of my favorite actors, which is insane. So, and we don't know what that brother had going on, but shout out to Hook. But yeah, we, we got down, we walking around the house saying, we got a couple sayings. P Valley, obviously, now we can, you say something from P Valley, we'll know the goddamn what the mm, line yeah, is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But she, her and her family, they know all types of movies and shit. And uh, I wish I knew more. I'd be trying to watch more movies, but I'd be in my own little land. Lil Murder did have the Draco, but Pac did shoot. 18 shots from a 357. Yeah. Yeah, he chased him all the way up down the hall. Six, hallway. six bullets and he had, he, he, he shot him 18 times. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How did he do that? He went crazy, bro. Like, I was just like, this cat, man, he's looting his mind. Legendary, iconic movie, though. Iconic yeah. role. I just watched Poetic Justice the other day, too. Another group. For the first time? Nah. Oh, I'm about to say Nah, 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 Jay, nah, don't nah, say it. It. nah. we was just okay. watching it in the crib. Shout out to Joe Torre. I had worked with Joe Torre. That's one of the movies I'm talking about. But yeah. anyway, yeah. Uh, go watch this. <laughs> Definitely going to watch this shit. Now that you said Joe Torres did it with you, yeah, I'm going to watch that shit. Yeah. We had a good the old time. manager of the Yankees? No, no, no <laughs> man. I'm, I'm joking. <laughs> I got to watch that movie. Now that you say yeah. that, because now when you say that, I kind of already know, like, what, I, yeah. I see where that was. You know at. what I'm saying? But it was, it was it's go watch it. Memories, Shout though. Out. You know memories. Yeah. yeah, memories. I think the most underrated scene in movie history, and I never claim to be a, like a crazy movie buff, but to me, Jamie Foxx, Al Pacino, any given Sunday when he goes to lunch at Al Pacino's crib 
Yeah. I, I think that's a better back and forth than De Niro and Pacino and Heat. I think that's one of the greatest that's, that's, scenes it ever. It's up there. It's up, it's up there. there. And not, Jamie, not only Jamie the Fox acting, what yeah. they're talking oh, about. They just breaking down how fucked up the NFL is mm-hmm. and how fucked up it is for our athletes to even try. Like, there's so much depth to that scene. And yeah. I, I think Jamie out, out acted Al Pacino in that shit. Jamie I'm done, not mad at that. Jamie like, done out acted a lot of people, man. Yeah. Jamie is a legend. He's one of those people that I look up to and I mm-hmm. admire and uh, I, I inspire to. And worked with already. I've worked with, you yeah. know. And, and similar to as far as the music and so many other facets to not just acting. Just not acting. And then that life experience, Jamie wasn't always fucking famous and yeah. shit. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? He, it was a hardship that came up towards that. Mm-hmm. But um, Jamie is good to his people too, man. Yeah. I've heard some great stories about Jamie. We was work, I was working with a gentleman on set. He was telling me how... how how much love Jamie showed him on a Jamie Foxx show. Mm-hmm. But um, yeah, man, you got people who just, they go shine, bro. Mm-hmm. No matter who they working with, mm-hmm. they go shine because they got that easy, subtle light to follow. Jamie is not like a, he don't do a whole bunch of flexing. Right. It's just like, that's an easy light to spot. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? So I think he, that scene was a, a beast. This movie, I'm about to do Black Spartans, doesn't give me any given Sunday feel, but it gives me like remember the Titans feel. Yeah. Like yeah. I look forward when, to it. When you were explaining it, I, I felt that. Yeah, so yeah, what's, um, felt what's the other, the basketball one? Um when they started all five black players in the championship? Oh, that was um my coach, that was him, Willie Worsley. Glory Road. Glory Road, which Glory I Road. maybe what? Yeah. 15 years ago that, yeah, came, that came out? out. 20 years ago? 2006. 2006. Yeah, okay. That's hard. Glory yeah, this Road. this new joint Black Spartans I'm about to do got that 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 athlete movie we ain't seen in a minute mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying a little history period piece mm-hmm. so yeah it's gonna be pretty dope and it's I think like I said I'm you want to stand out as an actor yeah you know you but you don't want to sh- that don't want to that's not your mission you're not trying to be in this movie just to shine mm-hmm. you're not trying to work with people just to out act them mm-hmm. yeah you know it's like how can I elevate this movie but also you want to be a part of good teams that's mm-hmm. part of that thing was going back to like choosing your work mm-hmm. if you're the best actor in the movie you might not want to do it. Mm-hmm. Mm. Might want to, yeah. Might want to reconsider that. Yeah. If you go be the best actor in the motherfucking movie, like right. nah, go work with some people that's gonna challenge you. Yeah. You know. What would you say in um in closing? Uh, yeah. What would you say to the drummer in Times Square right now that doesn't know what the future has for him? To the kid in North Carolina in high school uh, that you know. Is, yeah. is trying to figure out where he want to go. Like, yeah. what would you say to that, to those people in the, in those moments right now? Great question, brother. Um, well, let me just say, first of all, man, you guys are amazing. Uh, it's one of the best interviews I've ever done. True professionals, true journalists, true just connoisseurs of, of, of this, what we're doing. Um, so thank you for having me. And what I would say to the young Fonzo, the God, as my boy Brandon says, just uh, don't stop now. Mm. Don't stop now. Don't stop growing now. Mm-hmm. Um, don't stop looking yourself in the mirror now. Mm. Keep going. Just go pay off. And so I'm glad I did that. Um, no matter how discouraged you get, just keep going. No matter the obstacles that are going to come your way, uh, keep going. You know, it's going to be a lot. It's going to be this character named Lil Murder that's going to fuck up the world for a hot second. Mm. And everybody going to have something to say. Push through that. That's nothing. Because mm. wait till you see the other side of that. And so that's what I would say to him. And um, love your loved ones. You know, protect your son. Protect mm. your daughter. My stepdaughter. You know, 
figure out what type of provider you want to be early in life. And um, yeah, man, just constantly giving myself kind of that that uplift, but have a good time, spend your bread, right? <laughs> Smoke some good weed, you right. know what I'm saying? Have, right. Go to these these appearances and do what you gonna do. Have a great time, so have fun, um, but stay remain focused, you know. Dope. Where um, and, where do you find fulfillment outside of work and family? Man, that's really where a lot of my fulfillment comes from is family and, and work, but I would say. Uh, just constantly building a network. You know what I'm saying? I know that's work a little bit. It's work. But at the same time, it's a different type of work for us at this point. Y'all doing with exactly what you want to do. Mm-hmm. And so finding joy and doing exactly what you want to do. Like, oh, damn, I want to touch the cannabis shit. Shout out to Ball Family Farms. I want to touch this uh, this movie shit. Or, or I just want to take my family. Y'all can choose to just not do this for a couple weeks. Mm-hmm. And so you know what? I'm gonna take my family to Turks and Caicos or whatever the case may be. So listeners will be pissed, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Listeners will be pissed, or y'all pile them up. Yeah, like mm-hmm. fuck it, we gonna do two, three, oh, yeah, four in one day. Yeah. Now we off for two weeks because we yep. already lined it up. So mm-hmm. having that type of advantage, man, is always an option. But you know, yeah, just building, having a good time. Me and my wife like dancing in the kitchen, dog. Mm-hmm. Yeah, quiet, that's quiet that, you know, what I'm saying yeah. just playing a little music, yeah. mm-hmm. dancing in the kitchen at the crib, but mapping it out. Mm-hmm. What's next? Mm-hmm. How next time when we do the, you know, when I do the podcast, I'm sitting on the yacht with you and shit. Right. It's like, damn, all we really out here on the yacht. You got the Wi-Fi out here. Right, like, right. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> Couldn't find it in here. Right. It, it's going to be yeah. different. So yeah. it's like, and then I look forward to that. Mm-hmm. You know, so that's where I get my joy from, man. It's like the connections that I'm making with real people. On my father's tombstone, I say this all the time, it's a bridge builder. Mm-hmm. Okay. Bridge builder. Mm-hmm. And so just doing that, bro, like bridge building, man. I know you said that's work, but for me, it ain't. It's light. Yeah. yeah. And the money that come with it, that's the incentive. Yeah. You sure. start to learn that. Like, that's that's the incentive that come with life. But mm-hmm. what's the pleasures and the joy of this shit, you know? Well, J. Alphonse, man, listen, we, I thank you, man. It's been a pleasure. My God. We locked in forever family, family man. Bro. I love everything you're doing. Much love, bro. We rooting God. for you. We supporting you, man. Uh, P. Valley season three, of course, we know it's coming. Black Spartan just coming. Yeah. Uh, the, the L.A. Clippers uh, story is coming. Mm-hmm. We salute you, we support you, man, and we're going we gonna to link up again soon. My guys, appreciate, appreciate you. It. Let's get it. No.